Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Cultural Stew Podcast, coming to you from the Goat Factory Media Entertainment Studios. We are your cultural media recommendation podcast, giving you our take on what we think is worth carving your time out for, and also what we think you can pass on and maybe go cut that lawn instead. Warning, we use adult language, and there may be spoilers ahead. Hello and welcome to episode 18 for the week of August 13th, 2018. My name is Ron Herkins Jr. and I am here with my co-host... Anthony Carter. And... Valerie Vidmar. Hello and welcome. How are you two? I'm all right. We have some guests in the studio today. Valerie, who did you bring? I brought... <laughs> it's like I... show and tell, but with guests. Romper, bomper, stomper, boo. <laughs> I brought my niece Kendra back. So she's uh, back in the studio. She's uh, still 23 and uh, now employed Woo-hoo. and a New York citizen. As of today. Oh, boy. Woo. Danger. Danger. It was quite a, an event. And in relation to Kendra, just outside of the studio, we actually have her mother and Valerie's sister. So yeah, <laughs> short little shout out. And we also have another guest in the studio. So I have my friend Trisha. Um, we went to college together at NAS. Um, that was a long time ago. Too long ago. Yeah. Uh, I think we met um, my freshman year. So 2003. Three. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Long time. Um, Trisha is the one I always talk about about wrestling and all that other fun stuff. Um, so we're talking about theater. We have theater degrees, so I thought Trisha and I should talk about that more in depth. And Kendra's here too. She has one. So trio. So be fun times, I think. Trisha, more about yourself. Um, I have a theater degree. I haven't done much theater lately, but I do like it a lot. Um, I work as an ops analyst, an ops associate for an investment firm. That's that's all about me for now, I guess. You follow it. You follow theater. I've, enough. I go to shows. I like watching. That's all you need yeah. to know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's about like. Well, this should be a fun show. I my my I've done a lot of backstage stuff and onstage stuff, and mainly a lot of photography recently. So. We'll have some interesting discussion, and I'm going to see how long it is before Valerie's sister joins in and says, wait about this. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be shouting through the window. Yeah. Well, there's no glass on that window, so if you hear a voice in the background. That's her. What have you been up to, Valerie? Uh, um, I had my last surgery on Friday, so what you see is what you get. Well, you're probably not going to see it, but. What I see is what I get uh, as far as um, completing the whole double mastectomy cycle. Is there a cycle? I don't know what that is. But anyway, so I'm done. And uh, just kind of a little high on um, some medication right now. 
but other than that, I'm doing really well. And uh, family's in to help me in. And I almost keep having to remind me not to pick things up and not to drive today. Yeah. The driving thing would be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wendy's husband was like, what are you doing? I'm going to drive. You can't drive. Oh, that's right. <laughs> For um, a myriad of reasons, but also because you have a lot of drugs in your system. Yeah, Those aren't good. <laughs> that's terrible. But um, no, other than that, just kind of today was a big day because the letters came out on uh, the students and what classes they're in and what teachers they have. So all at once the phones are blowing up and you have kids texting and figuring out who's in whose class. So that was today. Fun times. How about you, Anthony? Uh, this past Saturday, I uh, recorded Jiva's annual summer conservatory. So that's for, I think, uh, high school to college-ish age. Um, I think a lot of theaters in town are doing it. Blackfriars does it, has a summer showcase. Mm-hmm. JCC has one, Jiva has one too. So it's nice seeing the up-and-coming young people who are really enamored with theater and really want to pursue it as a career. And this year, they did Shakespeare. They do Shakespeare, musical, that kind of thing. They alternate every year. So it's good seeing kids embrace the Shakespeare, understanding what they're saying and not just quoting it, but really getting it and embodying that. So that was two hours of my life on Saturday that I really enjoyed, actually. So That's good. You didn't re- enjoy the rest of your day? No, it was a lot of craziness. A lot of wan just I think the moon the or baby? something. They the were just baby? no both. Marnie and Sebastian were just going eh, just crazy. I think the moon or something just something said go crazy and it was a little nutty for a while. <laughs> Life. So And see I'm at the stage where we lucked out where for last week both of our girls were at camp. So mm. we were actually just solo parents without having any children for a week so it was actually quiet beautiful Um, Beautiful thing (laughs) it was weird (laughs) there were like we didn't even turn on the tv we're just like so quiet in the house we're just gonna sit here and enjoy it and that's what we did so we didn't do much last week um but on the weekends sandwiched with i ran a race re-injured my ankle and Mm. said Oh, Yay! Did you do? You did the relay. Did the relay, and I got about the second loop. I was like, I was done. I couldn't run anymore, so I didn't I'm, run the third. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is what it is. But I got to see your husband. And what time did you go home? Uh, six o'clock in the morning. About six six thirty. That's not bad. So, I, mean, I got five hours of sleep in because I didn't run that last loop. So, Ugh. but. I went out, out there. there. I know. I was out on my loop when you went out there. Me and Jason overlapped loops. Okay. So he told me beforehand when I left, he's like, Valerie should be here soon. I went out on my loop. I came back and then he came in after, right after me and said, oh, Valerie's already gone. <laughs> I was, yeah, not feeling very well. So I went out there, show my support and then left. Yeah, it just happened. I was on the, the loop. So as I'm dealing with the ankle, I'm trying to look for something else to do and kind of took up mountain biking over the last couple of weeks and uh, enjoying that so far. But you know, I kind of I need I need running in my life and I can't run. So I've got to do something. And right. um, it's that's a balance for me. So. But so that's pretty much it for me. I got um, Rocky Horror Picture Show video filming stuff coming up. We've got to do a 
uh, creation for the production. So that's something that's coming up. But nothing else this week. Just been a really slow, slow week. Mm. It's how we like it sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, this is the last week of school for me for teaching. I have Friday's my last day, and then I have two weeks off, and then I go right back into it. So, yeah. Did you have anything interesting? I auditioned for Rocky Horror. She rocked it. Didn't get in it. But she but, still rocked it. If you audition, that's what matters. But she got a callback, man. Got a callback. What's that old stupid adage? You get cast in zero shows you don't audition for? Yeah. So. Yeah. She got a callback. She rocked it. She really did. Awesome. And the same day I got a callback, I got an email about being the box office manager for the Fringe Festival. Woohoo! Nice. So that's I'll be awesome. doing that as and well. Then, and then you got another job. She oh. rocked it. Yeah, I got a job that same day as well, too. <laughs> My everyday job. At Mary Cariola. Yay. So two two <laughs> jobs in one day. Yeah. And a callback. And a callback. Well, now they know you it's exist. A busy so. ass day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Yep. Keep going back. Keep keep auditioning. Stick your foot in the door and keep it there. All right. Well, today uh, we're going to go in talk about some of the news we got coming up. We got recommendations of the week. Do we not care what Trisha did? Oh. <laughs> I thought she I'm went. Good. I wasn't sure like that. I thought yeah. that was the universal for I can share. We, we, we did some yard work. We did some socializing this weekend with friends and family. Um, I went to my karate class that I just started. Good for you. That's that's about it. Really. Awesome. Awesome. There you go. Okay. We were going to the <laughs> I news. just wanted to know. Um, we're going to go into the recommendations of the week after that. Uh, we got Carnage and Young Doctor's Notebook and whatever I can pull out of my rear end. Uh, today, Stu, we're going to talk a little about theater. Anthony's got an interesting topic, which is? Uh, let's sum it up briefly. Um, why does theater have to be on? Or why does theater always have to be relevant? Why can't it just entertain us? So we're going to talk about why theater has so much pressure to be important while film does not. Sorry, that was weird. No problem. And then we'll reach into our grab bag, see if there's anything in there that's interesting, and then tell you what's on our radar and what's on our queue. But first, on to the news. So what big things happened this week? Well, there was this one thing that we talked about right as we closed our show last time. <laughs> Movie pass. Oh. <laughs> that's... That was really funny how we were just going to just write it out, right? We were going to write it out. And the following <sighs> morning? Yeah. Yeah, it was literally the far, following morning. I, I think I just pushed post on the the post for the show. And MoviePass came out and said, oh, we're going to be raising our rates to $15 a month. And you're no longer going to be able to see first run movies that are popular so anything that was over a thousand screens you wouldn't be able to see well that was enough for me to say okay my writing of it is done and instantly canceled it then (laughs) signed up for amc because i said for four dollars more i can still see three shows a month or three movies a week instead of what movie pass was doing and i can reserve it and i said it's a good enough deal for me being three miles away from the theater that it was worth it yeah and you texted are you you sent a message like a secret code message group like message. A, a secret code message and then i dropped it immediately <laughs> and then um requested money back they actually did refund money from me from last week 
after I dropped them. So that was really cool. And then... um, and then MoviePass decided to, let's screw things up some more. We're going to keep it at $9.99, but you're going to get three movies a month. Sucky. <laughs> I still don't think that's a good, I mean, that's a good deal if you have no option like AMC around. I did Cinemark. And so, I don't know. I, I just can't trust the company that's kind of yanks their customers around that much within the course of, I think it was three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... I'll hold on to the AMC one and hope that someday I'll go to somewhere that has IMAX AMC because then I can see the IMAX on the AMC and not have to pay anymore. I don't know his name, but the CFO of Netflix stepped down today. I don't get his name, but I don't know if that's related or not. Well, Mitch Lowe used to be the Netflix, but... His name is David Wells. Thanks. He uh, stepped down to focus on philanthropy. Mm. That's what he said. Okay. Code word for he wants to make more money. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if it's relevant. But um, uh, a couple other things. Idris Alba has been kind of, he's been playing with us on Twitter about being Bond. So a lot of trolling us, a lot of cryptic stuff. So we don't know if Alba is going to be Bond or not. But it's exciting news. I mean, I posted it on my Facebook wall and I had so many people respond. So well, the la- this one didn't come from Idris. This yeah. one came from the. Um, so the next Bond, not the one that's coming out now, but the one after right. it, they've already tapped Antoine Fuqua, Fuqua? Fuqua to be the director of it. And he and the person in charge of the Bond universe um, have, have publicly stated they want a person of color mm. as the next Bond. And they said Idris Elba in that course of that conversation and all hell broke, broke loose. Yeah. But... It was more of a off-the-cuff conversation, not saying, oh, that he's going to be in it. And but a lot of people are excited about it. He's 46. Yeah. The next Bond hasn't even come out, and we're talking about the next next Bond, which is at least six years away. Yeah. So It'd be exciting. It would be exciting, but I think, I yeah. think if they... I think Chadwick Boseman might be a potential suitor. Oh, really? An American playing an Englishman. Yeah. Hmm. I could see that. So, I mean, there's there's a handful of people right. that could fill that role. I still would like to see Henry Cavill fill that role. Henry Cavill? He was the... Superman? Yeah, he was. He was in Mission Impossible. He was in Mission Impossible. He was the, the guy that charged his arms. Mustache. Da, 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 da. Mustache. He was on the fought Tom, oh, Tom Cruise. He was the one with Tom Cruise, like the, the whole movie. The big guy. The big guy. The, su- the Superman guy? Yes. yes. Okay, that's... See, oh. I did say Can Superman. Can you believe it? I need, needed to hear Superman to even understand <laughs> that. was that. the first thing I said. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I am not distracted. Did, did. You don't want Loki? Hid- I, I, Hiddleston would be great. Oh, I, I actually wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't mind Hiddleston at all. I wouldn't I'm mind Hiddleston <laughs> mind, at I, all. I've changed my mind about him. Yeah. You can't have I him. Could see, I could I see either, either one of them as it. And it would be fun to see an American... But he needs to be able to kick ass. Like right. Daniel Craig kicked ass. And you don't even like Bond anyway. I don't like Bond movies at all. So she well, doesn't. I but I would Cam- see him I if Tom Cavill did it. I think Cavill proven that he can kick ass. He's okay. Is that before I would Mission much have, or have after? Have Tom. I'm not going to go with that. What's that? <laughs> Was that before Mission Impossible or after or somewhere in between that? You said, wow, I want to see Henry play Bond. When did you come to that? Oh, yeah. After watching him, uh, he there was a movie before. Um, it was a remake of another one he was in. 
describe? No. It was a, it was a spy movie. It was out within the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was a remake of a 60s show. One moment. Give me a second. Of course. Keep talking. I will yeah. look this up. Give me a second. So. What else do we have here? Um, also, we have a... Um, this is theater news. Um, uh, the UK National Theater, which I'm not sure why I call it UK. There's only one national theater in England. <laughs> um, but um, they're bringing network to Broadway in the fall. And Brian Cranston is coming with it. And... It's exciting because the uh, production is more technical, tech-savvy. So you're mm-hmm. seeing the, like a studio. It's like the audience is really immersed in it, and it's kind of creepy but good and intense. And one person said it's a ulcer in the making. So, um, hmm. yeah. So if you want an ulcer, you can go see that show. But I'm excited because Brian does good work on TV and film and on stage. So he's a triple threat, and it's impressive. And I'm glad Brian's branching out from Breaking Bad and even more from Hal from Malcolm in the Middle. Um, yes. It just makes me happy. I would, however, like to see Cranston show up on Better Than Call Saul. He might. But he, maybe not. I think it's going to, I think the show, when they reach its end, is going to be him meeting Cranston for the first time, and that's going to be the end of the show. That'd be good. So, uh, the name of the movie was Man from Uncle with Army Hammer. Yes. And it is really good. Army if Hammer. Want, if you want to see him in a spyish role. I was like saying it. So. Um, <laughs> what else is going on here? We have two Chris's. Chris Squared may not be in Star Trek because of salary negotiations. Last names, please. Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Thank you. So, Captain Kirk and Kirk's father. All the cool people in Hollywood are named Why Chris. Why can't they be in it? That's the only reason I saw it. <laughs> Why aren't they in it? They're having salary issues. But that was before he was Thor. I know. This is insane. It was insane. Hey, money makes money. Hollywood go around. I like Chris Pine. So does my daughter. Yeah, we watched Princess Diaries 2 this weekend for the first time, and she fell in love with Chris Pine. My eight-year-old. <laughs> Speaking of popular movies oh. and Star Trek and Avengers and all that fun stuff, Oscars have released a new category with very loose details. Does anybody, was it 2009? Somebody remind me. 2009 when uh, Hugh Jackman did the Oscars and he uh, got up and did that whole thing about um, the reader. I didn't get to see the reader. He was, this is the opening. I was trying to see, but um, I was something like, there were people in line trying to watch Iron Man for the third time. Da, 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 da. Because it was so popular, and yet it got nothing. Um, and yet, this here we go again. This is kind of like this whole thing about we've got these popular movies that aren't being yeah. nominated. Mm. Yeah, and and there's not much in relation as to like what the qualifications are here, Thank other you. than hey, we're going to have a popular category, but we don't know what that means. (laughs) That's so annoying. Now, I did hear an interesting conversation yesterday that I actually thought would this would be interesting. So you basically make a best picture category for theater or show or movies that are released on over a thousand screens versus ones that are released on a select like under a hundred screens. So stuff that only hit like the little theater. There may be, you know, they're only released in... December, they hit 50 to 100 theaters worldwide versus something that's a thousand 
and gives those movies an opportunity. So you actually break them up into art house films versus uh, big cinema th- films. Mm-hmm. And I can see that working in that way, whether it would be a popular decision in the end. I don't know, but I think it would. Are you talking about ticket sales? I'm not talking about ticket sales. I'm talking about release. Like mm-hmm. on theater release, like uh, our house. A movie like Shape of Water. It was it was released in, I don't even know if it was released in 50 theaters when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Whereas opposed to a movie like Black Panther came out to over a thousand films opening weekend. So you have films that most people don't even have an opportunity to see. True. Yeah, you know, we live in a very select market that we have the little theater, but even we take a movie like Isle of Dogs. It right. took a month and a half before we were able to even get to see that. Um, versus, you know, other movies that, you know, were, were being photographed. <laughs> so I think if they approach it that way, there might be a better than approaching it in the way of like, hey, this movie made $800 million versus this movie, which made $10 million and one best picture. It would be a way to talk about and appreciate the fact that a movie like Black Panther broke a lot of ground mm-hmm. and artistically and what it did um, for the superhero genre in general. So what do you think it's, if it gets nominated for other um, categories, does that mean that it's not uh, that it won't be nominated for that particular category? I still think it might I be. Don't, I don't know. I, I mean, it could know. be something how, like, the Golden Globe separates best musical and comedy from drama. I mean, that's how, what did you have? The movie, was it The Arrival that won a couple years ago? It won best musical or comedy? Yes. Because it couldn't be put in the drama category? Why? Okay. Because the drama category was full, full. and they wanted to give Arrival a way to get nominated, and they put it in the musical or comedy, mm-hmm. and it won. And the Amy Adams was nominated for actress or something in a comedy. So Golden Globes has been doing it for a while by having two different categories for something. And this could be a way for like, you know, they like I said, they haven't defined what popular category is. But this could be a way for horror movies or superhero movies or mm-hmm. um, these comedy. movies that aren't necessarily always serious. Because when was the last time a, a true comedy won a Best Picture or a horror movie? You know, I mean, I can think of horror movies that have won, but not comedies. Mm. Signs but of I, the Lambs won, but a long time ago. But um, I think it's almost like that when they added the best animated film in two thousand one, where like they can't win best yeah film, they win best animated. They should. Film. Like Toy Story could have won best picture, but I think there's too many things people are against it, and they're like, no. So the Academy made a concession and yeah i I think i think in the end it it, hopefully if they do it right it'll be a way to enable a certain demographic of film to actually get appreciated Mm -hmm. whether it's the superhero film indies you know yeah you go back to the film like dark knight dark knight should have gotten something it was a breakthrough movie but what was it up against that year that one yeah no idea I, i can't remember right now no, I that wasn't crashy or was but it? But I hope it's no. not. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I hope but, it's not. But that's, that's the thing that people remember. They remember those movies that were groundbreaking for those years. You don't necessarily always remember what that little art house 
Like, who's going to remember the artist in 10 to 20 years? Many people don't. No one. Mm-mm. Sorry. Unless there are people that really like the artist. It wasn't bad. Ugh, God. I remember I went to see it with my mom, and I kept looking at her, and she kept looking at me, and I kept thinking that I was looking at her, thinking, okay, she's liking it, right? And she kept looking at me, thinking, okay, okay, she's liking it. And I kept saying, okay, thank God that was over. She said, why didn't we leave? I kept looking at you, thinking that you were going to look at me, saying, okay, let's go. She's like, no, I thought you meant you liked it. (laughs) That let's stay. I'm like, I just wasted two and a half hours of my life in this movie. I'm sorry for people that like the movie. I have never seen it because I didn't have any interest in it. If well, I wanted to watch an old movie, I, I'd rather watch Charlie Chaplin. And then they won. And then he won. And then it just Nostalgia. snowballed. Sorry. So I'm sure this is not the last time we'll talk about this, especially as they release whatever their eligibility requirements are. Um, and the other news that came out with, along with that was that it's going to be like hard stop three hours. It's like, hey, we're not going over three hours. So what are they going to do? What are they going to cut out? Are they going to cut out uh, the sound effects and Problem. sound editing? Mixing. Um, so that wouldn't surprise me if they cut out some of the more technical events and move those into the other. We do have some show. comedies that have won, Listen. by the way. And I'm getting them from the outside of the door. Out the window. <laughs> it happened one night. Thirty-four. Okay. It, uh, you can't give me the years. Because, Nineteen thirty-four. Okay. You can't take it with you. Nineteen thirty-eight. Has there been anything in the last twenty-five years? Annie Hall. Uh, no? yes. The well, yeah, the artist in twenty eleven. Annie Hall, nineteen seventy-seven. Annie Hall. Then that's not twenty-five years. Okay, silly. That's older than so me. So the artist in twenty eleven. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Is still. We do have in, in the some. last twenty five years there hasn't been a comedy worthy of actually like being appreciated on a technical scale. Tootsie. Tootsie. So that's nineteen. It's just I heard a lot of like throwdown for it because a popular film. But mm-hmm. I have hope that they're actually going to treat it right and actually do something well with it and kind of fill in a void of like Hey, these movies should deserve. They're making moves on history, and in the end, they make those art house movies available to even be made in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, what else we got? Uh, two more things. Um, sadly, Robert Redford is retiring. He's eighty. That was shocking news. I thought he was kind of taking a break, but you know. Do you see the movie that he's coming out with? Not yet. It actually looks interesting. It's the, was it The Old Man and the Gun? I think is the name of it. A, he, it's a true story of a guy who broke out of like 18 prisons, including Alcatraz. And uh, the story of him and Sissy Spacek is in it and he falls in love with her and it's basically the end of his I saw career. that. I saw the uh, trailer for that. Yeah. It looks, it looks fun. I'll watch it. He was but in a film. He did, he said that that he can't go out on a much higher note than that. So okay, that's that's you know, a good smart. He was in a film with Jane Fonda recently, mm-hmm. and um, obviously, fifty years ago, my good, fifty years ago, fifty years ago, they did 
Barefoot in the Park, and then they reunited to do Our Souls at Night. Uh, I watched that on Netflix, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't think it's for everyone. If you love them, you'll love the movie, but if you don't... Weren't they also an electric horseman together? Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. But, I'm just saying, oh, yes. Okay. He's yes, had they a, were. Yes, he's had a pretty were. great career. Yes, 60, years of, 60 years of Robert Redford. It's a lot. Produces a lot of great films. And what is your Sundance. favorite? Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. There you go. The way we were. I'm sorry, but um, I had a friend that named her car Hubble because of the way we were. And, uh, yeah. Uh, All the President's Men, Commodore, um, uh, The Natural. Yeah, The Natural would probably be my number two on that list. No one else? Anyone? My mom, uh, she teaches a history class, and we had to watch two uh, Robert Redford films. One was All the President's Men, and then Out of Africa. Mm. Oh, God, Out of Africa. I mean, oh, God, meaning in a good way. Yes. John Barry, wonderful score for that. He's a good composer, underrated. But I just remember when we watched Out of Africa, all the girls in my class... Swooned? Were swooning. I mean, they were excited to go to history class because they were so excited to watch Robert Redford. (laughs) He's also in Sneakers with Angelina Jolie. He's also in the Marvel Universe. Yes, he is. See, see we were going to bring it back. I knew, it, I, I knew you were going to hey, say it. I knew. He was also Brad Pitt's uh, He's also in older a, self. He also does uh, Bill Bryson's uh, A Walk in the Woods. Um, River Runs Through River It. River Runs Through It. Yeah. Brad, Pitt, bad, Brad Pitt plays his younger self. And then who has the name of the show? Quiz where? Show. No. Uh, no. Yes. Well, he directed and won show yeah quiz show was best director. picture wasn't it i the director. director he directed ordinary people directed ordinary people in one that was there my you go. birth Boom. year movie and then uh the movie he was on the boat where he didn't really say much that was recently oh all is lost yes yes mm-hmm. that was good i liked, I liked that, that movie. one um i there's there's lots of basically if he was in it i Watched it, but I, there's you didn't like th- lions for lambs or whatever that was that with Meryl Streep. That is true. I did not like that movie. Did you like that? Oh, that's a really bad movie. Sorry, is Tom, Meryl. Is Tom in that one? Tom, Tom Cruise? Cruise is in yes. it. Just felt too forced. God, it's horrible. <laughs> Three good actors too. Lots of lots of people in that movie. I think. Um, but anyway, I yeah, that was not good. But um, other than that. Great. Uh, he's had a great run of it. I mean, do you think this is going to be a share moment? You think he's going to have one more film? No. You think he's done? I think he's done. He said, yeah, I think in the what he released, he's like, you know, you can never say never, but I That's can't go said. out on a much higher note. That I think. I like Daniel Day-Lewis. So. That makes Daniel, yeah, but I retired. don't believe Daniel Day-Lewis. No, yeah, I don't he retired, either. came back. And I think the he's film, exhausted. He was like, "I'm so proud of this film." I think I, he's exhausted. Did anybody he directed say that? Lions for Lambs too? No, it was. Ex- <laughs> but I heard excellent things about it. <laughs> Which one was that? Quantum Thread. Yes, I heard excellent things about it. I um, want to uh, segue us to another mature actor who kind of burst a lot of bubbles <laughs> this weekend. Um, oh, Jack Sparrow. No, not him. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> um, Sir Michael Caine. Um, 
finally let us all know what I already knew. I'm sorry. I thought you said immature. You said mature. mature. Okay. Sorry. Got it. Immature? Like Johnny yeah. Depp? Yeah. Is that what sometimes. you're trying to say? Um, Sir Michael Caine finally let us know that uh, the ending to Inception was real because he was doing a little conversation, chat, chat, and your eyes went, what? Yeah. He said that Nolan told him because when he first read the screenplay, he was confused, like most people would be. But uh, he said, hey, Chris, what's what? I'm confused now. (laughs) (laughs) The end of Inception? Can you... The ending of Inception, a lot of people were wondering, is this real? Is Cobb dreaming or is Cobb really here with his kids? Okay. And spoiler alert. I thought the end of it was... Just the top spinning. Yes. Yeah, and then they cut out. Well, and you never see like... that. You never see the top fall. Yeah, so it always le- it's it's purposely left to let you guess what whether it was real or not. So if you want to be spoiled, if you want to be kind of like Lost in Translation with Bill Murray whispering in Scarlett's ear, tune out now if you don't want to know. But Michael Caine said that every scene he's in is real life. So therefore, the ending of Inception is real. Cobb gets to reunite with his kids. Yay. You're welcome. Um, oh it's God. been bugging a lot of my friends for years. and okay. I, <laughs> I haven't seen that forever. I haven't either. Have it's out it on 4K now. I think I saw it in IMAX. <laughs> that was the last time I saw it. <laughs> so, so uh, But that's just a segue back to DC. We can go back to... <laughs> I feel yeah. like I'm missing my sweet spot on this mic. You are. Right here? No, you're... Uh, you're angled too much. I'm That's all my news. So Here, right no, there? No, you're angled too much. Like this? How's that? Point it back down towards the ground more. Okay, that way. There you go. How's that? Yes. Yay? Okay, so uh, Johnny Depp's City of Lies movie has been pulled just one month of its Mm. release. In the film, he plays the detective who investigates the whole um, murder of... uh, What's her bucket? Sorry, I don't mean to... Oh, my gosh. Notorious B.I.G.? Yeah, Christopher Wallace. Yeah, sorry. I'm getting movies confused. Again, people, just give me... I'm in a fog. Um, So he got pulled. They don't know if that's because he's been getting in trouble a lot lately or what's been going on. But they have been kind of tight-lipped about exactly what the reasons are. That's all we know. But I just thought I would throw that out there. (laughs) And... uh, (sighs) Oh, this is actually, this may be something for something later. And, uh, oh, did you guys see any trailers that you liked? Uh, not really. Really? I don't think there was anything new I that see. I saw that came out in the last two weeks. Yeah, either. Did you see uh, the Peppermint trailer? Yeah, that came out like three months ago, I think. It was good with Jennifer <laughs> Garner. <laughs> Jennifer Garner. Three Lee. months ago? I think so. Okay, they, Serenity? Serenity. I don't remember seeing Serenity. But back to the Peppermint trailer. I, the Jennifer Garner <laughs> in Alias mode looks fun. Yes. So I'm okay. looking forward to that one. Well, the uh, the Nun, its trailer came out this week. The jump scare trailer everybody's talking about. The Nun? The Nun. from that looks scary. From par- uh, not Paranormal Activity. From um, what's the movie where she has yeah. the scar on her lip? Conjuring. The Conjuring, yes. The one oh. with the doll, Annabelle. Yeah, but they are making a movie about the nun. Oh, Annabelle. And the, and the new trailer came out, and it's scary. Way to share that one. I remember the movies Live that I the don't want to see. Don't even <laughs> share that one. Drops it on me here. Makes me look. I'm just kidding. fun to watch that. And then, uh, yeah, I'm, Serenity is 
Here, I'm kidding. I was getting this. Are we talking about Joss Whedon's Serenity or something totally different? I'm getting confused. Serenity. I think this has nothing to do with Josh Whedon. Okay, thank you. Stepping out. About. (laughs) It's a fishing boat captain who leads a tour. And uh, his ex-wife, Karen, tracks him down after he's like. I'm. Hi, I'm just kidding. Desperate for help, uh, Karen begs Baker to save her and their young son from their violent husband. She wants to take the brute out for a fishing excursion. They throw him overboard into the sharks. And it has Anne Hathaway, Matthew McConaughey, and then Diane Jason Lane Statham comes along and chases with it with the Meg. <laughs> yeah, they thrust. But anyway, Anne Hathaway, Matthew McConaughey, Diane Lane. That's a lot of Oscar winners. Serenity. Yeah. Wow. I guess I'll have to check out that trailer. I. That. Wow. I um, I messed up. But just look that up, and read that for yourself because I totally messed that one up. Mm. That's okay. Mm. It makes it fun. And in surprising news, Meg is like Blown doing up. way better than anybody's expectations. Is it really? Apparently. Yes. Yes. I'm kind of annoyed because also a product of there's absolutely nothing at the movie theater. I know, but I really wanted them to keep Tom on 2D IMAX for one more week. One more week. You wanted to go back and see it again? Yeah, I wanted. I wanted Wendy to be able to go see it because she just got into town. Did they move Meg on on IMAX? They moved Meg, and that's ridiculous. So I'm going to go call. I'm going to call and ask him, are you going to put that back on one more day? Mm-mm. Can you just do No. R- rent out the theater. Yeah, do that. <sighs> That's so annoying. I dragged Elise over to see Fallout and she actually really liked it. So I was like, score. It's the second action movie she's ever watched with me. <laughs> Kendra liked it. I liked it a lot. It took me about a month worth of prodding to get her to go see Dark Knight. And then after she's like, oh, that was like the best movie I've ever seen. Well... And then I, she hasn't gone and seen another action like movie ever. About what? Did you like The Dark Knight? No, yeah, I love the Batman. I'm, I'm a superhero person. Oh, that's right. But, like, I don't like any action films like that. But She's I really Bond. liked... Oh, Bond is my, like, no. But Mission like, Impossible, I really like... like Indiana Jones? No, I love Indiana Jones. Just Bond. I'm, I'm talking Bond. And The Fast and the Furious. I can't do I it. I can't do Fast and Furious. I can't, I can't do I it. I cannot do, do Fast and the Furious. I don't like Daniel Craig. Come I don't on. like any of the Bonds. I don't Daniel's like a good but Daniel Craig. I cannot stand. It's probably because my mom and Valerie think he's just so drop dead gorgeous, and I'm like, no, he's not. He's. He, he, it's not that he's drop dead gorgeous. He's just badass, and he looks great in jeans. And he, <laughs> I just think ass. Oh, okay. he he brought he brought Bond back from being kind of like this ridiculous guy. He's my no, favorite. He's Bond. ridiculous. To just like. Kicking the, ass. The character of James Bond is ridiculous. I think it's a little misogynistic. It's That's just school. me. It is old school. But I'm just t- like, I'm he sorry. has fancy gadgets. No Marvel characters yeah, at least the new are Bond misogynistic made it more at all. What? Footed. The what? No Marvel characters are misogynistic. Oh, there are. There's several. No, oh, yeah. Okay, just so that's, checking. That's, that's but like James Bond, no, I'm saying they keep revamping James Bond. But she's... She's calling out James Bond for being misogynistic well, because was, the entirety of it all. Yeah, like you think that with the new Daniel Craig movies that they would come out and be like, "Oh, he did better. Maybe. He did better. He did I mean, better." I watched them. I watched them. They didn't entertain me. I was not entertained. Oh man, are you not entertained? <laughs> I am not. <laughs> That's okay. She doesn't have to like everything. I think he's the best Bond that we've had so far. Absolutely. Did you see Atomic Blonde? I didn't. I did not see that one. Oh, go see Atomic Blonde. 
has a great soundtrack. <laughs> and Charlize Theron kicking ass. Yeah. I mean, she's pretty cool. If you can't stand Daniel Craig, watch Lucky Logan. You'll change your whole perception of him. I mean, I, I think I watched him in The Girl in the Dragon Tattoo, and I don't think he was bad in that. Like, I, I just don't like him as Bond. Okay. I think, okay. Okay. Fine. I honest, I like the new Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think I made it 20 minutes into the movie and shut it off because I liked the originals. Yeah, so that's for my mom's act, I liked, too. I liked, I liked nope, the originals. I don't want, I, I like the other, Swish. I can't remember her that name. That other chick is awesome. So. Hmm. All right. Any other news? Anything fun? I'm out. Okay. Uh, I have everything. No. Um, Mackenzie, my little sister, gave some news about the new Mulan trailer. Or right. not a trailer, but like they gave new um, pictures yes, for the, the Mulan. Yes, the picture of Mulan. Yeah, the new How's Mulan. Look? She looks cool. She's pretty awesome. She's got a katana over it her It kind Ooh. of gave me the feeling of the Disney Channel movie Wendy Wu, the Homecoming Warrior. That's what it kind of looked like to me hmm. at first, but that's just me. I don't know if Mulan can be Mulan without music, though. I know. It's going to be hard. Like It's got one of the best like Disney make numbers Make a man ever. out of you? Yes. <laughs> Some of this stuff I was going to wait until we got to our theater part. But do you feel like, if you feel like... Trying wicked? Yeah. Go ahead. Like, okay, that's, so the long-awaited, long I guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the long-awaited because that's the way it was written. Gag me with a spoon. Okay, Wicked Movie Adaptation will be released December 20th, 2019. Uh, Stephen Daldry is directing and Mark Platt is producing. Um, However, I don't see any names here attached to who's playing whom. That's a good thing. It's Adina and Kristen or I'm not going. Oh, come on. (laughs) Move on, by the way, is coming out March 27th, 2020. Yes. I said, throw that out there. Um, did she already say that? Did you say that already? Sorry. 2020. Um, How can Wicked be out before 2020? And they have no, no, no. Wicked is coming out in 2019 in I December. Know. Yeah. Rush job. And they've got nothing. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, Mulan is like halfway through filming and casted and have anything for Wicked. I think that they do. I think that they're just saving it. Wicked? No, there's been very little information on that well, movie. Well, and they're it's talking surprise. about it. They're bad. trying to add more from the book. And if mm. you've ever read the surprise. book, it's completely different than the Broadway musical. Do you know how much I like Wicked? <laughs> no, I love Wicked. <laughs> Ask him how much he likes it, I guess. My wife goes and sees Indina Menzel every time she comes here. I love Wicked. And I cannot go because I cannot stand just because of that? Yep. She sings her songs. Just because exactly, of Exactly, because she sings her songs. And I, I can't stand hearing the songs. No, you don't have to, Adina. You don't. But have you seen Deadpool 2? Yes. Uh, the Yentl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Doesn't this song sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Valerie hasn't seen Deadpool 1. No. So uh, she won't, I don't think she'll like those. Yeah, I think I'll probably like them. Grace I just need them. to take a few she, she Just drinks. make sure your kids are out of the house. Yes. Well, and you can't take it seriously. There's a lot of things I don't take seriously. I know, but you would like be looking at me like, this is so inappropriate. They read the comic books, too. They're delicious. I love them. There's a lot of things I think that I like that are inappropriate. And Deadpool is wholly inappropriate. <laughs> and it's perfect. That's fine. I think I can deal with it. Dirty and inappropriate. Very holy. Yeah. I will say they cast Deadpool it perfectly. Deadpool just ramped set, it up. Set it all on fire. Have you seen Deadpool? I have not. Okay. 
I know. I It's not because I don't want to. I just haven't done it yet. That's okay. Me neither. Yeah. It's not that I don't want to. What about party? Okay. Deadpool. Deadpool party. It's just, spoiler alert, it's one of my favorite lines in the movie is he keeps bringing up Yentl. Yes. And wondering, doesn't this sound familiar? I just think it's funny because it's, you haven't seen Yentl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I just me. like what he says to the... to. Teenage Megasonic Warhead's girlfriend the entire time. Hi. <laughs> okay, I guess right, well, I that got, wraps I, up I, our news for the day. I gotta see it, I guess, to understand what the hell's going on. Let's roll into our recommendation list. Uh, first up, Valerie with Carnage. Okay, Carnage is an older movie. Uh, I just saw who was directed by. Really? Dude. Okay. Yes, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. I was annoyed I'm sorry. by that too, but I got over it. Continue. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Sorry. Carnage is directed and written by Roman Polanski. I apologize. It's not written, not by, written Roman by Roman Polanski. At all. Sorry. Where does it say it was written? It's not written by it's Roman Polanski. It's based on, a pl- on God of Carnage, Thank which God. is a French play. Lo siento. Okay. Director. Again. Can we blame it on the drugs? Okay. Um, It's on Amazon Prime right now. I watched it last night with Kendra, who had not seen it. Wendy, she's five years older than me, has not seen it. My mother is... uh, Do not say her age on here. She's in her 70s. She has seen it. She had seen it already. We all laughed our asses off. It... It's just, it's just funny. And it's because um, I wanted to watch a movie that based was on based on a play. Yeah. Um, it's just insane. Uh, we have Kate Winslet, John C. Riley, Christoph Wolf. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I just like saying that. And um, Jodie Foster, <laughs> whose face is fantastic. And... It all ha- it just all happens. They come together to solve an issue between their two sons. That's all I'm really. That's, that's there was an there was an about. altercation, and it just goes on and on and on, and it is the funniest damn thing. And I, if you just want a good laugh, put it on. It's very 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 funny. I enjoyed it very much. So that is, um, I thought I had another one. Can I step into this for a minute? Yeah. Um, I heard about this play when I was on Broadway. Uh-huh. Um, I forget who was in the cast, but it was a couple, many years ago, not too long ago. But um, it was supposed to be entertaining and blah, blah, And yeah, so I, I got the play, the English translation, which was my first mistake. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't find it funny. So then I bought the French translation and read it in French, and it was hilarious. So um, whoever adapted it to English was, yeah. Shouldn't have, um, but yeah, I agree. I watched the, I seen it before. I have seen that, and it was good. And the technique behind all of the making of it was exciting as well. For all our listeners who are bilingual, please do not listen. Don't read it in English. Please don't read it in French. Please. Um, if not, stop by Tony's, and he will read it to you in I French. Who will translate? I will. Um, really? Yes. It lost so much with the English translation. Okay, so did. Because I mean, it's the this, same thing. Did you watch it? Yes. You didn't think it was. You did not laugh. No, at I'm all? saying reading the English translation of, of the, the play, play 
bothered me because it wasn't it. funny. But reading the French version, that was... Did they do the French version or the English version? They mixed. It was still funny, though. Okay, so still, they mixed so it the up. English are, English are killing the French humor. Yes. No, I, I agree with the... Because I had to study God of Carnage in college, and I didn't... When you said that it was called Carnage... And they shortened it for some reason. Yeah, when they when I was like, oh god, it's based on God of Carnage, and you said it was funny, I was like, oh god, because I didn't think the stage play was funny because I had to read the English version. Right. But my professor said, if you can read it in French, what is wrong with you? Wow. <laughs> I would have thought this had something to do with Venom. So I um, am dopey, and I thought it was really fun. I mean, it's fun. It's no, so good. no, the movie was fun. I'm just saying that when I found out it was based on God of Carnage. All you simpletons out there, just watch the movie. <laughs> have a good time. Don't worry about the French version or the English version. Just watch the movie. It's very fun. I'm just being a bitch. And find just it kidding. where? Amazon. <laughs> on Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, it's even better. I'm so it's older. It's like 2011. I was thinking that was old for Christopher Waltz, and then I was like, man, he's already was like in Christoph so many movies before that already. Just it seems like a yeah, you know, Inglorious Bastards was 2009. I think oh, I watched wow. other things this week, but I couldn't tell you. Do <laughs> the week. Did you watch Glow? Oh, no. No. <laughs> okay. I did not watch Glow, but my older sister did. Wendy did. And I was like, okay. Tell me what happens. Just, just, give, just tell me like oh, no. what's going no, on. No, and she, no, no. So she kind of downloaded me on the first episode, and she likes it. We need so to have she a viewing was, party. She was um, mm-hmm. cheating. I was cheating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I watched a couple scenes, and I think out of what I saw, I want to watch more of it. It's super good. It is. It's great. Okay, and it'll make you have an understanding and appreciation for wrestling, even if you end up never really watching it or liking it. The show is good. And see, I know. For, well, and I think I said last to, week. Yeah. For me, it's more of a. It's the behind the scenes of putting on a production and putting out a TV show and all the shit that goes along with that. The wrestling just happens to be something in the background that melds everything together. That that's what it was to me, and more so than a wrestling show. So, if you appreciate like knowing about the history of like the way Hollywood and she liked it so promising I just didn't I just didn't get to it because we kind of got wrapped up in Dexter Bye. again I'm sorry uh, Dexter called and Dexter I had calls to and I answer I had to answer <laughs> you just wanted me to watch it I did anyway um, speaking of Venom by the way did you see that uh, they're trying to figure out how to put Spider-Man in it instead oh. they're going to put Silk Oh. The female version of Spider-Man oh. in Venom. Yeah, they're gonna because they're gonna extend Venom obviously into a little bit of a franchise oh. for Sony, and they were like, "Oh, we can't do another Spider-Man when you know uh, he's in another thing right now." And so they're gonna they're gonna they're thinking about adding Silk, and she might be getting her own film. Hmm. Interesting. Have we seen Silk in something? No. Well, she was on the end of the Amazing Spider-Man. She they they. Talk about that you see her for a brief moment. Who is she? She's a, a, a Korean American female, and she gets bitten by a spider. Something like that. <laughs> what? We'll, we'll download you on that. It's yeah. a long. The Spider-Man movie that I'm actually really 
pumped for is the um, the animated one. Yes. That with Miles Morales. Yes. I think the artwork in that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch that. We were watching. Um, you'd be surprised. You'd be proud. Either you'd be proud or disgusted. I'm not quite sure. I don't know how you feel about them. But when we were watching Sea Biscuit, my five year old said, oh, "Peter Parker." <laughs> Toby. So she was. She uh, loves Toby. I will say Toby and Tom play a good. Uh, yeah. You, do, you know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. I don't think that Andrew, Andrew did, did it. He was just playing the part. I don't think he, he was a good he was Spider-Man. Yeah. But he was not a good Peter Parker. Yeah. Just kind of rough. I don't think I saw. Did I see? Toby had a nice cheesiness. You did. Tom see had it. the innocence. I, I did. Well, okay. I think Toby and Tom both appealed to the younger version of Peter. Mm-hmm. I think if Andrew took the role on now, he'd be perfect for it because mm-hmm. he embodies what a uh, worn-out Peter Parker would mm-hmm. embody. Mm-hmm. Just that moody, just... Can we get Peter out of high school everything. at least once in a Please. film? That would be nice. I mean, out of the, high the last Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire out of high school, but... Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> Staying alive. Staying alive. <laughs> what happened? What happened? Emo Peter. I Emo forgot. Peter. Emo Peter. Yeah. Wow. I am out of it. That's okay. No, and moving on, anyone else? Tony. Um, let's see here. Um, I watched The Young Doctor's Notebook, which was based on the oh, short yeah. story of the same name. Um, let's sum it up very quickly. Um, it's about a young doctor who's top of his class in Russia. And uh, this is 1900s Russia, not modern Russia. And he's sent to a countryside hospital where everything that you think could happen happens. He gets addicted to drugs. He starts smoking cigarettes. He has really awkward sex with one of his nurses that he doesn't claim to like. Um, a lot of weird stuff. A lot of soldiers coming and going and that kind of thing. Can it's, I have a um, name? Yeah. I, I just need to attach. Oh, John we Hamm. have John Hamm playing Thank the you. older doctor. And we have Daniel, Harry Potter, Radcliffe trying to break out of his mm. typecasting. He's already broken out of that. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad. So, um, what's that film he was in? Uh, he was Horns. Horns. The, the one with horns. horns. Yeah, that was a good movie. I don't know. Yeah, it was good. And Scary. the... The human Swiss knife. Yeah, that was awkward but good too. So, um, (laughs) the music in that is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Paul Dano. But uh, yeah, uh, this is good to feel good. It's kind of like a dark comedy farce kind of thing, and just awkward things happen. And just it's nice seeing John Hamm interacting with his younger, you know, Nika, Daniel Radcliffe, and their interaction is awesome and humorous at times when it shouldn't be. This is serious, correct? No, dark comedy. Damn. It so, could be series, but if you no, don't want to laugh. series? Series, yes, series. Yes, there are two seasons, or series as the English call wow, them. Wow, you had it done. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Trisha may have seen some of it a long time. I watched it a few years ago, yeah. and I did a really terrible binge, and I could not put it down because it was so... That's, so not, many that's not a terrible binge. That's a good binge. Well, How many I didn't do anything else, and that was a problem for productivity. How many well, episodes are we talking about? I honestly don't two remember. Two series. Four episodes each. I remember it being... Four episodes each? The English do it right. Okay, cool. Yeah, it uh, was a shorter one. I think eight one. is the right... Hmm? Eight is the right number. It was gruesome at times, though. Eight. I remember that. Yeah. Gruesome? Yes? Yes. But not bad gruesome, like funny gruesome. It, it, yeah, it was uncomfortable because I was laughing and <laughs> not wanting to watch, but still laughing, so... All right, and yeah, but I remember getting emotional... Toward the end, too, so it was. It You're was attracted to either one of them? <sighs> I just want to know. Wait, what if was it, the if, if either one of them were attractive in 
like physically gruesomeness. Like sometimes you don't want to be attracted to people like in the fall, but you are. But you are. She's talking about with all the blood splatter. Did it make you like like wow? Were they so right hot bloody? No, yes. I don't think Michael C. Hall and Dexter. No, I mean I like John. Do you have blood fetish? You should watch Nip Tuck. You may like that. We could I have already seen Nip Tuck a billion years ago. Yeah, me too. That was a very interesting show. Yeah. But that's what I watched. I mean, I watched, I mean, I recommend it a lot. I mean, I can, Grace and I watched it the first year it came out, and then we had to wait a whole, we forgot about it. And then, hey, Netflix, season two is up. We're like, oh. My God, yes. that was like in hour, Chicago. Hour long episode. That was Chicago yeah. times. Hour long? Yes, I think about hours. Oh, yeah. The British do it right. Then the office, same thing. Short seasons. Get it all in there. Don't go more. Don't get greedy. <laughs> Americans, office, how many seasons? Oh, ridiculousness. Yes. So, <laughs> watch British versions first. I agree. Um, I watched absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, as I alluded to in the beginning, uh, it's just been two weeks of watching stuff I've already watched in the past. And uh, What did you rewatch? Anything. I uh, started watching Infinity War with the girls again, okay. and they just because they really liked the movie. So we watched three quarters of it, and then it was like, hey, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to bed. They're going to bed, kind of thing. And Deadpool 2, watched that again. Okay. Um, and I had this, like, as we were coming back this week, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch Dark Knight because it's uh-huh. the 10 year anniversary. And how have we not talked about this? Has yet? it been 10, 10 years? Yeah, July 18th, 2008. And there hasn't been any talk about it anywhere. Shit. So I was gonna, I was gonna rewatch that in theaters. That was my thought. I'm like, how it, how has there not been a 10 year IMAX re-release of this? There wasn't even like a 10 year like anniversary video. It's just kind of bullshit. It's weird. I've seen stupid movies get 10 year anniversary. Do you have the? uh, Is it 4K? Is that what you call it? 4K? Anyone? 4K? 4K. Do you have the 4K of Dark Knight? Yes. And every time they switch to the IMAX. party. Whenever you want. Yes. Every, and when they switch to the IMAX shots, it's just. I, yeah. So like when they go to China, when they have like, when he mm. goes after the guy. Babysitter and we're all going to go over and yeah. movie party. Anytime. Mm. Cool. So yeah, I was going to reminisce about Dark Knight and how it just solidified my love of film and movies and. Nolan. Nolan and Zimmer and mm-hmm. I know not everybody likes Christian Bale as Batman but I think it was think he was adequate for oh what needed to be my friend Leslie Taylor oh no Leslie Taylor Leslie Taylor I'm sorry Leslie Plesser I always call everybody by their maiden name cannot stand Christian Bale as she just can't stand him as as uh, I don't, Batman I, don't get a good I, I think Christian Bale's strength is as Bruce Wayne yeah, I think it's very hard to come up with an actor that can actually pull off both and not make you think like, oh, that person would never be a rich I think playboy. She left. Michael Keaton. I, Michael Keaton, I, I'm i okay with, but I still... I, I came in with Michael Keaton being a comedian guy and it was hard for me to um, shed that going into that movie of like, oh yeah, he's this billionaire playboy, but he's a comedian dude. How can he... Mm, huh. but, See, I grew because I'm young. I grew up with Christian Bale as Batman, and so I like I saw Michael Keaton later. Well, I grew up with Christian Bale as Empire of the Sun and Newsies. Christian yes. Bale. Yes. Then he disappeared and came back as Patrick Bateman. Yes, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is the same dude!" And I didn't like 
this is the same little kid that was in Empire of the Sun. Mm. Um, so it was like this whole transition. So when he became Batman, it was just, it felt <sighs> fine. Like when he wasn't the Batman without a mask, he was Bruce, totally Bruce believable as a Bruce Wayne person that just... Angry. His whole life just shuts down. I tell you, see the prestige way much more than the new Batman. Uh, Even though I think, mm, yeah. dude, I don't so, know, but she hasn't seen it. Just yeah. I think what? it'd be funny. Nothing. No, we were talking about the new Batman. See, I that's know. why his was. I know. I'm talking ben about Affleck. something. Else. You're talking about prestige. I'm talking about prestige. You haven't seen prestige? No, not oh, yet. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm I trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Huh? I'm I haven't trying. seen come prestige on. either. Oh, you haven't either. No. Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan. I'm trying to get there. Okay, we've been distracted. David Bowie. Ooh. Sorry. There you go. I know. That probably just pushed her over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) She's been putting it off. No, I haven't really been putting it off. I just, um, it's hasn't. The ending is, uh, I love that movie. It's so good. Because I watched The Illusionist and she was like, you have to see, it's not as good as Prestige. And I was like, what's Prestige? God, who's in The Illusionist again? Edward Norton. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The prestige is a magic trick within a magic trick within a magic trick within a magic Ooh. trick. And it's just like layer upon layer upon layer upon player. And then it's all just, here's all the cards. I don't understand how this window is open and she can only hear you. Yeah, she can't hear Because I'm loud? Yep, that's part of it. Seriously, the window's open, correct? She can't hear anything because of the yeah. air flow. That's Hi, amazing, Mom. except you. You're, you're pretty soft-spoken. You just hear yourself loud in the speakers. Didn't you hear my dad? He was like, I can't watch you. Uh, I can't listen to you while I'm driving. You'll put me to sleep. I know. I came in. He was listening to me because I was playing some of these today. And he's it's like, I can't. I'll put, you'll put me to sleep. You're so calming. Yeah, you I'm have so you have calming. A very, yeah. yeah. God, I need to get some. I don't know. You have a therapist voice. NPR voice. It's called too much therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Kendra or Trish, anything? That we watched. Do you want me to introduce you about this or no? Oh, yeah. That's okay. okay. Um, Trisha recently um, went out of town. And by recently, I mean like a month or so ago. And she yeah. got to experience something that very few of us get to do. Because they come to Rochester, but it's kind of like a house show. And it's kind of, eh, but you still should go see it. Did but you Trisha go to WrestleMania? Saw... Really? I, no, no, I didn't go to WrestleMania. No, I wish. <laughs> I would <laughs> like to go so to WrestleMania. She sent me pictures. Um, but yeah, I was I was so excited and I didn't tell Anthony because I oh. wanted to surprise him. So I waited until we got there and we could see the ring and I sent him pictures before the show. Uh, and it was it was fun. It was my first pay-per-view. And uh What was it? Extreme Rules. She doesn't watch wrestling, so you have to... WWE. Extreme uh, Rules. It's, um, it's uh, pay-per-view. It's one of the... We have... Re- <laughs> w, so not we, but you know, wrestling has shows at least once a month or so where you pay or you can get the network and you can watch the culmination of the storylines for that period of time, like a month of storylines, clash into an epic battle of like title shots and... Extreme rules means literally extreme rules, ladder matches, and people hitting each other with garbage cans and hammers and no blood. They hit each other with hammers? Sledgehammers. But yeah. Sledgehammers. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get you no wrestling. But um, it's exciting. And she was there in person and. There's no blood. The theatricality of it. It kind of happens sometimes, but they don't intend to do yeah. that anymore. Yeah. No more bleeding. They changed the rating. 
What are they you? made out of? Like, what is what is the sledgehammer made out of? I would love to know. It's See, a real I get really interested. Come on. It's a real sledgehammer. They just pull. They pull the hits, but they, yeah. Triple H doesn't really hit you with it, but it's like a... It's Peter Gabriel sledgehammer. That's what it is. It's like made out of clay. No, this is a, no, this is a real deal metal head. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, with the way they practice, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Cool. No, it might not be a full, like, 30-pound sledge. Sorry, it might be like that. a 10-pound sledge and a 30-pound. It was pound. in Pittsburgh. It's, oh, you went to Pittsburgh? I went to Pittsburgh for I it. I like Pittsburgh a lot. Yeah, we like to go to Pittsburgh. Just thought I'd share that. So it was it's a nice town. Pittsburgh has one of my favorite stadiums for baseball. Mm-hmm. I love that park. Jason ran a um, marathon there, and I really enjoyed that. And they have a great kids' museum. Just ours little, is better, apparently, I heard. It, ours is better, but they do have a nice yeah. kids' museum there. Little perks up. I can't go to that town because people heckle me and they do mean things. So, <laughs> Sabres what? Fan, um, Penguins fans are nasty oh, people okay. sometimes. Oh, oh God. <laughs> How are they heckling you without knowing you? <laughs> they heckle you? So, um, I'm a Sabres fan, as you all know. But um, Penguins fans are kind of ruthless sometimes. So, I can't wear a Sabres hat. I didn't know you were. In town. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But Trisha went to Extreme Rules and I was jelly. Is And, uh, yeah. That's all. Well, cool. I like. I was into wrestling at a younger age. I didn't. I kind of fell away from it. I was just into the uh, the old Hulk Hogan and all that. He's and, back, by the way. Yeah, there's a lot of. There was an interesting article I read today about that. I'm not going to dig into it no. much, but um, that's a touchy subject <laughs> as to why he's back. But, Everyone's, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I grew up with the Andre the Giant and the Hulk Hogan and <laughs> Ultimate Warrior and. And who died today? Anvil. Yes, and, uh, Natalia's father. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch wrestling because I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> but I watch. I finished all of Black Mirror and finished all of the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm. She did without even me. all of it. Well, because I watched. No, no, it. no. I mean, I thought that was awesome. It's a good thing. Yeah. But I watched all of them. Finished them up. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. Right here, babe. Okay. Right there. Um, she watches them all during like these little bits of time when I'm putting my children down to bed. Little bit being an hour. Mm. Really? You knock off two it's in an, an hour. I, I, yeah. No, I watched. Uh, well, Kimmy Schmidt is about 30 minutes long, and so I would watch about two or three of those. Seriously? It takes yeah. you that long? That's why I got through it so quickly. Wow. I didn't. Time flies when you're having fun. Those short shows, though. Okay. Well, then Black Mirror went by quickly oh. as well. Something I did watch, and it wasn't in the last two weeks. I think it was the weeks before. It was the new Arrested Development. That's out? It, oh, yeah. yeah. How was it? <sighs> did not like it at all. Oh, okay. My, my boyfriend, so, uh, Judson. It is not on my recommendation list. My boyfriend, Judson, is a huge fan of Arrested Development, and he watched. I watched a couple with him, but he did not like the new stuff. He was I don't like, like it either. Didn't like it at all. Doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't. I mean, I was watching it, and I was like, what am I, why are they separated? It's like they were just taking advantage of who was available when, but it just didn't feel funny to me. So those are not in my, I just had the DVDs from the show. I'm happy with those, and I'm not going to watch the Netflix. I just didn't feel good. Sometimes you just got to let it go. Right. Yeah, I mean, that was more so season four. Was it? I mean, it's, that they were separated. Yeah, it just didn't feel season five. They were more. They were more together, and they had. Um, I don't think they had the conflicts that they had of season four. I just couldn't get past four. 
Yeah, so four was four was very broken up and completely different, mm -hmm. but five was just like ah, I'm I'm ready for it to be done with. There's nothing more out of this series that I can gain. So got it. <clears throat> so all right, we're going to take a short break and we will be right back. For you, the listeners of the Cultural Stew podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. What have you been listening to, Valerie? Um, two of them. Actually, I finished up Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell, which had me very confused to the whole thing, but I was very attached to it, so I kept listening to it. Um, it's a twist turn kind of mystery like what the hell's going on i enjoyed it and then um i've been listening to girls and boys um by dennis kelly but it was narrated by carrie mulligan it's actually a play so i've been listening to that um there are very few there are a few plays on there that you can listen to mm -hmm. so um that's pretty cool so those are the two that i have been um listening to lately but I would definitely recommend it's just because I've had so many people in my house. I haven't been able to really dig in. But if you want to and you're ready, you should at audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. Again, it's audibletrial.com slash cultural stew where you can get a 30 day membership and a new book a free book that's yours forever 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 and pick 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 expensive one people and pick. audible is so portable it works on any phone you have and so you can just walk around you can download the thing and listen to it on your computer if you're at work and yeah it works with alexa too alexa syncs up everywhere can you please please play my audiobook by Rob Lowe, and so Rob Lowe can talk to me in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> you just want to go to sleep with Rob Lowe at night, um, telling you stories. There's nothing wrong with that. And he does, because he has a couple books on here. So um, Again, where can they go? You'll go to audibletrial.com slash cultural stew. And welcome back. Today, we have a stew brought to you by Anthony. Hi. So, Hi. let's rehash. Hi, Be how are you? Hi, Anthony. Anthony? Hey. So, um, I was talking to myself, like I usually do sometimes, and I came up with this weird idea about, let's talk about theater. We haven't talked about theater in a while, and we always talk about film, and theater is my second passion. So, Baby. the question why does theater have to be so serious all the time? Is it? Is it, though? Sometimes it can be. <laughs> it, for the most part, I feel it usually is. Like, sometimes, I mean, Trish and I were talking about this for a while. And somewhere in my psyche, it's been ingrained that serious, theater has to be serious. Like, it started in ancient Greece, theater had to say something. And then in college, Doc, our professor, Dr. David Farrell, don't get mad, insisted, literally, on telling us theater is this and that and theater history. All these plays have messages and meanings behind them. And then as a playwright, I'm thinking, oh, my plays have to say something. And then we have the other coin where when shows like Mean Girls or Spongebob comes out, we're like, oh, that's not theater. That's just fluff. But why can't it be? So um, 
my friend Nancy, who is in a theater troupe, Mischief Theater Company in London, they do the play that goes wrong, Peter Pan goes wrong, Christmas Carol. It's like noises off, but in a serial form now. They have a whole franchise based on it. That's funny and entertaining, and people are buying it, but still, people don't see it as real theater. And I don't know why. Why are they seeing it as real theater? Who doesn't see it as real theater? Critics, some audience members, and. Well, I've always never listened to critics, so. Yeah, there you go. I've always never. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of hard, though, when you're. Sorry, Jack. (laughs) Sorry. It's kind of hard, though, when you're a writer and when you're reading about what's out there and then reading what the critics who are supposed to speak for the masses, but they never do. They never do. It's their own opinion. Sorry, Jack. Um, well, I've, also, I've also found, like, when you're talking about critics in general, I mean, the film critics and theater critics are way different yes. ends of the things. Right. And then when you get to regional or big city versus local are a total another ball of wax. Right. But, like, the major theater ones that are reviewing the Broadway plays and that I really don't listen to anything they say because they're so uppity-uppity and, like, far flung from what the average person right. would be even considering to see anything. But I think going back to your beginning of like, why is it so serious and why not? There's also a big disparity of like why we don't talk about theater as much yeah. as we do in here is films are very accessible to Correct. the masses. Yeah. Theaters are inherently not right. you're, you're limited by where it is. Um, you're limited by how much it costs yes. and how many people can go see it during a very, very small window of time. And then you throw on top of it, is it interesting? Is it something you're really interested? Are you going to go see something by Noel Cower that was written so long ago that you have no clue as to what is Bl- uh, was it Blythe Spirit? Spirit? What is Blythe Spirit? Why should I go see this? Right. If you're not an average theater person, then no, you're not going to go see it. So you have theater critics trying to tell the masses like what this is and then they just be pigeonholing themselves right so thoughts other thoughts on that i um i i do feel like coming from kansas uh we have limited access to theater i personally did um for where i lived okay so um I didn't get to see a lot of theater. And when I saw hair for the first time, that was like, uh, you know, that kind of was awesome to me. So that wasn't to me. I, I guess I'm not saying that. Yes, it's obviously serious. I'm just saying that um, it was entertaining to me, whereas my mother was dragging me to like, oh, what's his bucket in the Technicolor dream coat? Joseph. Oh my gosh! Left. Gag left. me with a spoon. Seventeen seventy six. Ugh. Left. Oh, so I like seventeen seventy six. I was I, not a fan. Movie or the no the uh, stage play. Uh, have you seen the movie? No. Movie's so much better. Okay. Well. Anyway. So much better. I'm just saying that I saw. I was seeing the theater part, but I am a weird theater person. I mean, I walked out on Mamma Mia. So. <laughs> Um, um, I don't like Mamma Mia. But anyway, but there are, but the, I mean, depending on where you are, they're not going to just put on certain, they're not going to put on certain um, plays because of the audience that that's going to right. bring in. Um, and, and, and you go to school. I went to the University of Kansas and um, 
I mean, I had to sit through Samuel Beckett plays mm-hmm. where I just thought, please kill me now. Yeah. We are... We are greatly Sorry, lucky, blessed, however you want to say it, with the Rochester theater scene. There's so much theater here and in this region in general. If you you know extend out to the Finger Lakes and down to Bristol, you have so many choices to see something here that opposed to some place like Kansas. I don't know, like probably within 100 miles, how many theaters would you think you'd have? Well, we have the Wichita. We have Wichita, and it brings a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, the lead center, but that's clear. It's clear off, you know. I mean, that's at University of Kansas. But like something here in Rochester, I mean, I can probably name off 10 of them immediately as, as to what we have access to. But you still have like those certain theater companies that will bring back those shows. Like you said, like, you know, we need to keep bringing back the audience. So we're going to put out something that everybody has done every year. So whether it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna piss somebody off here, but South Pacific, which has been done like 15 times in the last 15 years, um, is being done again. And um, it's being done as a film. But can it's I just tell you things about like it? that, like that happen all the time. Like Annie, Annie is done over and over because everybody wants their kids to have a chance to be in something. Um, so I get tired of that type of stuff personally. It's South yeah. Pacific, just because you brought it up. I'm just going to bring it up again. South Pacific is actually going to be on film, and it's going to be directed by uh, Michael Meyer. Mayor? Meyer? Lo siento if I got that wrong. Cast is Hugh Jackman, Justin Timberlake, Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. A new adaptation. Um, it's coming out. Yeah. That ought to be interesting. Can I put my two cents in as a person who just graduated from theater? Please. <laughs> please. Please do. Okay. Um, well, I guess we learned, re- I mean, le- recently, like you said, film is much more accessible to people. And, but I, I just did, I guess I didn't understand the question when she told me about it and you told me about it. I, you know, why does theater always have to say something? But I guess it kind of does because... A, a production of a show is not going to be in 50 theater or, you know, 150 theaters across the United States at the same time. And, you know, three people could show up to one show and then fill out, you know, another show, but this is right where it is. And, you know, uh, high school productions have to take in, they have to say something, they have to pick a show that's going to mean something to the kids. Why are they going to understand it? What, how, how is the audience going to understand it? I mean, my mom, and most we, importantly to the board, who's going to fill the seats so that we can fund next year's show? Yeah. Well, I mean, like coming from small town St. John, Kansas, we did Fiddler on the Roof one year. And it was such bad juju that we showed high school kids drinking in the two life scene. It was such bad juju that they were drinking. But, you know, that's not what we were saying with it. And that's what we had to tell repeatedly to parents. We're not. Seriously? We're, yes. Not we're not saying that. It's Holy okay to drink. That's why we can't smokes. do grease. We can't do grease because we can't show teen pregnancy. We, you know, we can't do. This reminds me of, uh, did you see the Rise that was just on? Mm-mm. No. Uh, Rise, and it's already been canceled for the season, but it was, uh, <laughs> had the guy from um, How I Met Your Mother on it. Josh. Yeah, John. Yeah. Um, Josh. Josh. Josh Radner. And uh, it tells the story of uh, a the, a school down in Pennsylvania, and it's a true based on a true story of when he they did Spring Awakening, mm-hmm. 
and they did the oh, unedited right. version of Spring Awakening yeah. in a very conservative town and how like they dealt with like the whole like what do you cut out of this to but yeah your story so, just reminded me of yeah, like yeah, wow yeah. that sounds very familiar so i guess it has to be on because with a film it's done cut print right. it's out it's out already you know it's out there but for a show, if they want to keep doing what they're doing, if they want to keep paying people to do what they do, it has to be, it has to say something, I guess. I mean, on Broadway, if they want to keep their run extended or, you know, if they want to make ticket sales, make ends meet, it has to be saying something. It has to be entertaining. It has to do that. Film, it's already out there. <laughs> Not that that's <laughs> saying that it would make money. I think, too, that saying something is very loose because yeah. does that mean you walk out of the theater and you feel like oh wow I think differently now about whatever the subject was or maybe they're just telling you sit here for two hours be entertained laugh forget about life because I think that ends up being undervalued that people mm -hmm. do you have to get out of your head and out of your life and laugh and go, wow, look at what these people can do. This is amazing. And for me, as with a theater background, I sit there and go, how are they doing that? What did they, what'd they do? Oh, look mm -hmm. at the lighting design. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Look at that. But a regular person wouldn't sit there and do that. Right. Probably not. But it's there's so many other things that you can gain value from that it may not... Um, it may not be life changing, but the entertainment factor has so much value to people. Mm -hmm. True. The theater tickets also are expensive. Oh yeah, yes. There, I mean, that's a whole other thing. So we are re really investing. Like, okay, am I going to really invest in this show? And I hope it's good because if it's not good, I'm be pissed. Well, before this show started, my mom asked me. She said, "Is there a film that was made that didn't really have a point? Was it, you know, was it really trying to? What was it? It didn't really say anything." And yes. she goes, "What was it? The 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 room." The room, and I said, "Yeah, the room." It he was trying to say something. It just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. Uh, but you know, but now it's this huge cult following with the disaster artist out now and everything. The thing is that you know, how can I phrase? It is hard. Like I'm coming from the writer's standpoint, where when you are writing something, you are spending so much time invested in researching it and outlining it, and then bringing to life these characters, these people. You wanted to say something. You this is a part of yourself you're giving to the world. So that's why I said saying something because even though I may not want to, I feel like just in is theater it, history, in theater analysis, play analysis, we're learning about how to tear a, par, a play apart and how the writer meant this and that. And sometimes I don't think writers meant anything at all. Sometimes I'm writing jokes in my plays and I have no meaning at all. It just mm -hmm. it made me laugh or cry, and I'm writing it. But some people rip things apart, like Shakespeare. I doubt he was thinking, oh, this is an inciting incident right here. I'm going to put that, bam. He just said, no, this is a story. I'm going to write it, and hopefully they enjoy it. And it's... Do you what, feel a lot what of pressure? Sorry. Uh, do you feel a lot of pressure on trying to get something across? I sometimes do. Okay. I do. Sometimes. I wondered. Well, coming from the acting perspective, I guess, I would just, I mean... I think for the not that I'm saying that theater actors are better than movie actors or vice versa. I'm just saying that theater actors, we I mean, we don't get a oh cut. Let's try that again. Or let's zoom in on their face so it makes it look more dramatic. It's all right there. You mess up, you mess up or you don't have the right feeling at the right time. It's all right there. And so 
as an actor, you have to research what what was the writer trying to come across. What you know, what am I trying to convey to the audience? Where a film, an actor can just be doing what they're doing, and the cameras, you know, the cameras can change, the music can change, mm-hmm. they can change the how it looks right then and there. They can try it again, and then they have the whole cut finished product right there, which in theater can change every single night, every single minute it could change. Right. Ron? What are some examples of stuff that you found that you don't feel quite needed to like, or don't exactly have a huge message to them, but are fun as hell to watch? Uh, Noises off. Mm-hmm. Play goes wrong. Um, let's see what the butler saw. For those people that are following us that don't know anything about what we're talking about, describe a couple of them. Uh, Noises off is the <laughs> first real farce that I actually watched. Um, I saw it before on film, unfortunately, but Chris Reeve was in it. Superman okay. was in that. So yes. I, it was Michael Caine. So I saw it and I said, hey, interesting. And then I found out Michael Fran, Fran wrote it. It was based on a play. So I read the play, which is kind of hard to read when you're not really right. <laughs> pay attention. And then Naz did it my junior, sophomore year of college. And that was a big ordeal because the set actually revolved and Doc made a big deal about it and we all were excited about it. And then I went to Detroit and saw it again. But Noises Off is the story of a troupe of actors who are putting on a play and everything that could go wrong goes wrong. From the night before the show opens to, which turns into the day before of the show opening, to a show's run behind the scenes to the last show that um, I think performed, they do. And it's just about the hysterics and the drama behind theater but making it, in a just heightened form. It makes you laugh. It does. And I, I mean, don't even think about anything. It just makes me laugh. So That's... That's hard yeah. for me. Yeah. Like laughing I, <laughs> <laughs> right kind now. Of, it is hard. I mean, to really make me really laugh, it has to be really funny. And noises off just makes me laugh through the whole thing. It cracks me up. And now, we, go ahead. I have a question. I mean, um, what do you feel about Disney that took some of their like you know like Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and turning it into a stage? What are they trying to say besides? Look, we can make it on stage, too. We make money. Um, well, textually... I, I think Lion King's in a class of its own. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Lion King became a piece of art. It is. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yes, I take that back. It's Amy Tan, correct. Because what were the ones that were right before that? You, I mean, you had... Aladdin. Aladdin. No. No, Aladdin no, just came out recently. Uh, no, Aladdin. They had a version of Aladdin before. Little Mer- was Little Mermaid was out? Beauty no, and the no, Beast. no, no. Nope. Beauty and the Beast was it. I think Little Mermaid was out. Beauty and the Beast was first because actually Gaston was Hugh Jackman's first part before before uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I learned okay. that today. I just uh, for some reason I'm thinking there's there Little were two Mermaid came that out, out in because I remember when it came out because my little sister was about three or four because she was they had, were shooting pictures of the Little Mermaid out and so that's far that was far mm-hmm. after. But Lion King was out before I was. Yeah, Julie much took that and made that into something that's like now people think oh, of. Julie Taymor. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Why she made something epic. Like it was bigger than a movie, I think. Sorry. So, so yeah, in terms of Disney, that one I like, I you put always in your own stands out as it's lone exception to me. Yeah. Everything else has been a money grab for me. And yeah. I didn't really so like, like Aladdin, Little Mermaid. I mean, how do you, do you count those Frozen? as things? Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you count that as things that. Right. Yeah, they're entertaining to watch because wow, they pulled off an animated film on stage that is beautiful to watch. But does it really say anything no. new? How do we feel about the live action then? Have any of them wanted to 
drive pull me in to go see them no, no. so no. i don't think they'd be entertaining for me well no yeah but yeah. for a kid it's I like disney know. on ice kind of thing yes and that's hard to say with that yeah. topic too because when it's the when it comes to the audience you you can't say how your audience is gonna you can try really hard to get yeah. them to to understand what you want to say but a kid that can trigger something in them but they could decide that they want to do theater because of that show. Right. And yeah. in you the know, same way, you could have a 40-year-old Disney fanboy, fangirl that just goes bananas overseeing... I know, three. Sebastian. You can... <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I just think it's dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But I was just trying to... I mean, like, is, are they really saying... I mean, I mean, besides they're being entertaining... Well, there's like, a moral to all Disney films. There's always something that yeah, Disney wants. Yeah, but I mean, like, but when it comes to stage, though... Like when they put a Disney show on stage, I mean, I loved, I love Disney. We know. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I'm just like, are they trying to, you know, what are they trying to say? Are they trying to say something new? I don't think always. I think they're just carrying over the story from the film. Mm-hmm. As much. I mean, anytime I see Lion King now, I think Hamlet with lions, but that's just how crazy <laughs> I am. So I think there's a natural progression when you have something that's adapted from film. You already have the story based right. in. So whatever they want to say is already based into that story. So you're just kind of sliding that over into the Broadway show. You're not going to change it too much unless you're Anastasia and you decide to change the whole damn story. Oh, well, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought like a movie like Spamalot, I thought was yeah. hilarious oh, on yeah. stage. Yes. It just as hilarious. Uh, not as hilarious as the film, but hilarious yeah. in a different way. Well, it and they brought out. new things. Yeah. Yeah. They brought, I mean, new they music. brought the whole musical theater <laughs> aspect. Yeah. Yes. How did you like Spamalot, Valerie? She okay, didn't. so here's I think we've had this conversation <laughs> okay. before. When I go, <laughs> when when I uh, go alone to see a, the- a theatrical performance, and I have a glass of champagne, juice. whatever, and I sit in a comfortable seat, and I don't have little girls needing anything from me. I know Spamalot can be in front of me, and I can still fall asleep. But you've fallen asleep in movies too, so it's just, it's across I the feel board. Horrible. I feel horrible. I just I can't do it. But then there's movies where I cannot stand them forcing song. I'm sorry, Mamma Mia, forcing the songs into make them fit to jukebox uh, musicals. I cannot stand. I got up, left. That was in Vegas. I bought, that was a big wow. money. And I was like, I'm out of here at the intermission. Couldn't do it. But I could see Les Mis. I saw Les Mis like five times or something, which is weird. I thought the movie was interesting, but I wasn't like, wow, I need to see this over and over and over and over again. Like, I appreciate the production value. Yes, the movie. But well, She's talking about the play. Oh, the the musical. The musical. I'm talking about the play. Well, I love what they did with the musical. The <laughs> backdrops and that was exciting no. for me. The scrims and no, no, projection no. design is a new thing, but no. you didn't like that? Nope. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't like Miss Saigon either. Yeah, I don't do Miss Saigon. I, I did not like Cats either. I know. My sister's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm killing her over here. Um, but there's... Well, what, what else... What else has been entertaining to you that necessarily hadn't I'm, not hammering you over the head with a story? I'm a play person. I know. Um, I think Neil Simon does a good job with that sometimes with me. I do too. I mean, I um, 
I do like Barefoot in the Park. I think it's funny. It made me laugh. I know that's older. I mean, Neil Simon is just classic, I think, um, comedy for me. It's just he... It's not like... It's natural humor. Does it count? Probably not. Why not? Does it count to see the movie of Glenn, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? Does that count? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great movie. It I is. Mean, it's How close is it to the stage? 80% maybe? I thought that was excellent. I mean, I, I, it, it's mostly like text has changed. Night Mother? That's kind of dark. And do you know what I'm talking about? I think I'm going to make it my mission to have you see more theater with me this year. Well, the problem is I've, you know, you have little ones and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I have gone to see theater throughout Rochester, but only basically um, one theater. So, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, you're just kind of limited to what I can see. So um, I haven't been able to see a lot and I did a lot in college, but I was a tech person. So I was not in the seats. I was unloading trucks and back there doing stuff for them and then loading the trucks up. And then They never let you guys sit and watch the show before? I didn't get a seat. No. No. Wow. I worked at the Lead Center as well. And, like, they had Bernadette Peters come and they had all these other, like, they had Memphis come through. And the only reason I got to watch it was because the guy that helped write it was from KU and he gave the the people in the back that weren't actually running the show seats in the front to watch it. Yeah. I get Harry Connick Jr. came. And the only reason I got tickets is because he came back and gave me a ticket for the next show. And then Tori Amos, who I didn't know, <laughs> I said, who is the chick with the fake red hair? And she was behind me. Awesome. Oof. Oof. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> I... But she, I just was just like, God, this bitch is not letting me touch anything. Her, the, oh my God. Like the piano or anything. And I was like, who is this? Yeah. She was really cool though. And she shook my hand. She was really cool. But um, yeah, I didn't know who she well, was. Well, it's like my my friend William worked, the lead, worked at the lead center when Patty LuPone came in. And she is the original diva. And I don't want to diss her. Because I'm a working actress, and if for some odd reason she hears this, uh, but uh, tech, I mean, she was just awful to the stage crew. I mean, she threw, uh, she yelled at. I was sitting in the front row, and she forgot her lines to uh, "Ladies Who Lunch," and I was sitting in the front row, and I started to sing it to help her out, and she got so mad. She yelled at me. She's like, "I know my own song." I just think it seems but sweet. She sat, she sat there for five minutes and didn't. She was like laughing because she didn't know the words. And then at the end of it, where she's supposed to toss the water, she looked right at me and just went toss. That's my interaction with Patty Lapone. She tossed the water at you. You say directly that directly at thing. me. She looked me straight in the face and told me, you know, I felt in her gaze, "You'll never work on Broadway." No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was a curse. Hooky it was a curse. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just like. I, I don't know. I I like more of um, family dramas. I like August of Sage County. Uh, yeah, I, I I like things that I. It's not that part- particularly I can relate to. You know what I mean? I just like uh, watching people react to each other in certain situations that I might not find myself in, but find myself in something similar. 
I like to see how people carry themselves in uh, fights, how they carry themselves in violent situations or in. Uh, um, uh, you just like dialogue. I do like dialogue. Not just, right. not just, making, but I like conversation. I do. And I, I, I like especially, I mean, that's, yeah, with even um, movies, like the dialogue. I mean, when Harry met Sally, I love the dialogue between them. I did this fun little. Well, plays and theaters are, in, or plays and musicals are inherently not as interesting when there's not dialogue going on. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I fell in you love. You can only with... stare at somebody standing on stage for so long well, if they're opera. not talking. Well, I mean. They're still doing something. Well, yeah. I'm I mean, I, I basically fell in love with theater because of the spectacle of it all. Like it just the I mean, I, that's why I like musicals more so than plays. I mean, I've grown to love more plays, but as a smaller child whose first Broadway show was Wicked, mm. um, which gave her the theater bug. Uh, mm. <laughs> but just seeing um, Elphaba just like rise above and I like turning to my mom, you know, I don't know how old I was, but I like turned to my mom and I was like, people do this every day and she said yes they get paid to do this they're actors and i just remember thinking i can do this i will do this i mean like this whole spectacle and then i remember just not liking plays because i was like i do that every day <laughs> but as i've gotten older i you appreciate like talking it more. like you talk every day yeah i talk to people every day i know oh <laughs> i walked out of wicked too <laughs> I know. Kendra, I don't fault you. Kendra's about to leave. I'm about to get out and walk out of this. <laughs> no. Um, I, uh, we need to start. A, we out, need to start a board of just. When what I, has Valerie fallen asleep to or walked out of? When I walk out, I mean, I wait till intermission. People, I'm not rude. Oh, okay. I'm oh no, rude. I know people who have walked yeah. out during the middle no, of no, it. No, 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 no. I do not do that. I just think that's rude to walk out of a live production when people are there, like putting Some their people. hearts on the line, Some and you just were like, "No, not enough." Well, flashback. No, no. <laughs> we had a um, when I, it, okay. It's really, really bad, bad. and disgusting. Okay. We had a um, okay. So my first ever <laughs> character on stage yeah. at NAS was a sperm. I was in a play musical called Baby, the musical. <gasps> <gasps> you were. I was not in it, in it but oh. I was a tech hand. But you were they, a lovely sperm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They made me a sperm. With my friends Adam and Peter. Don't hate me, guys. But we were a sperm, and we had our heads dancing and wiggling like dust our heads, dusting the ceiling. And we had bicycle helmets painted white with tails, and we ran to the, you know. And I remember when, during one of my performances, we had an older woman say, I would never. And she got up and almost cut me off when I was coming down to the stage as a sperm. I was like speed walking, but she like almost tripped me, and it was awkward. I did that musical, and I don't remember it. We added that part. Okay. Because there was supposed to be voiceover and colors, but... Lindsay so had, uh, had somehow talked Adam Pittman <laughs> into gathering me and Peter Howard together to be sperm. And they had a big weather balloon that they inflated and they put it, someone was holding it. And we were just, the opening monologue intro was us racing down to the stage from the corner, just as sperm trying to attack the egg. And we got knocked down and Pittman hip checked the woman holding the inflatable water balloon, uh, weather balloon. And he held it, and that was in the whole sequence, opening monologue. And it's, <laughs> yeah, that was lively. And I almost got hip checked by an old lady who was offended by me being a sperm and us racing to impregnate the weather balloon. See, we did Doll's House at KU, and 
I was in the audience because I was an usher and there were five professors um, from they, that, from our department that were sitting in front of me who got up and left 10 minutes out into the show. I mean, it was Doll's House and they yeah. got up and left and I just, and the girl that was playing the lead just, she saw them leave and it ruined the rest of the oh. show. She was so angry and you could just, and I wanted to leave, but I was an usher. I couldn't leave. Why would you, was it... Why would they? They were get bored up? with her performance, oh, with this yeah. girl's Come certain on. performance. I, I, I have to say, and going back to the entertainment factor, I do get easily bored at mm. most plays. There's not many that keep my attention. Noises what, off what being does? Like one of the. I I'm more. The noises into off did keep your attention. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. But like, if it's a comedy or a farce, those will keep my attention. The serious plays. You should watch the play that goes wrong, I, or Peter Pan. Like goes I wrong. don't stick around for most of Shakespeare crap. I just don't. What if enjoy it was it. like if you were seen at the Globe and like Benedict Thanks. Cumberbatch is playing Hamlet? Alex. Would you walk out? Thanks. Well, I wasn't saying that in terms of walking out. I'm just talking like you boredom get level. Yeah. Are you one of those um, Shakespeare didn't really write Shakespeare stuff? No, no. Are you talking that's about me or Anthony? Oh, that's not. Uh, I don't want to get into that right now. Okay, really that's don't. a whole thing. Oh, that's right. I, 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 I just got shut real, down again. Shakespeare in love is real. Shakespeare in love is history. <laughs> uh, I got shut down I again. Can't. Um, what about you, Trisha? Anything? What's your what pops out to you in theater? Oh, well, um, I actually it was it was funny that um, when Anthony asked me to do this because I recently saw the Drowsy Chaperone at Bristol Theater, and um, it was lovely. And it actually covered kind of both uh, sides of this because the main character, um, he was showing the audience a musical. And you go through and you watch it and it's entertaining and fun. But as you learn more about him, um, when we get to the end, he's supporting the, I just want to go. I want to go somewhere and I want to have a good time. And we see him actually um, get interrupted by the super, get mad, and have a little interaction where he had an opportunity to make a friend in real life and build a relationship based on them both loving theater. And he wants to get the guy out as quickly as possible because he's mad at him. So it, it's you, you end up seeing both sides and... Um, my husband's not huge into theater, but he really liked it too. It was nice to hear because he he was like, "I yeah, I actually I got a little teary." <laughs> In the end, no. the just the way it was presented, where it it got to tell us, "Sure, you can have an escape, but at what at what point, at what level are you escaping in an unhealthy way for yourself?" Um, but it can be it can be just fun. And I, I just, I thought that, I thought it was a really cool story. I had never seen it before. I hadn't heard anything about it. Um, so, yeah, I was in Comedy of Errors. Has, both and were. And that's one that um, was just fun. Um, well, you were no. That's the best part. I was loose. And no. Or... Did I? Oh, I played a, yeah, yeah. I had two characters, but. Loose, loose was better. Loose was more fun. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was a jailer. I'm not a good actor, guys. I'm just a good writer and director, but she's a better actor. I guess I feel like I'm just going to get all deep on you. Again, oh it's me. <sighs> nice role, guys. <laughs> nice, nice. 
I just returning it for all the times you've done it to me. Okay, no. <laughs> um, a theater. It's the superhero role of the eyes. Theater, like uh, when I go to see theater or when I read, I'm not trying to be all, uh, like when I read poetry or um, it's easier because it's short, like sh- sometimes it's shorter, okay, than an entire novel, okay? Um, and you recognize a part of yourself in it that you didn't, um, that somebody put it into words better than you did. Feelings that you had that you didn't realize, oh, gosh, they put that in much better words than I did. And I didn't realize that that's kind of how I was feeling. Um, I feel like when theater connects to the audience um, because they're sitting right there, because you're sharing the same space, you're sharing the same air, instead of having this huge screen that is a complete boundary between you I'm not saying that you can't have this magical experience with that I'm just saying that there's something about theater for me that um, when they're speaking and they're talking you can hear them and uh, you feel like you're part of it I agree I feel like I'm more part of it than I do when I am um, watching a movie even though I can really escape but I um really can get more into a, a theatrical performance than I can. Um, and that's why if I don't connect immediately, I'm out. So I'm looking for something that I connect to. I'm the same way with movies, though. I don't, I mean, if I'm, I, Zoe and I are like, okay, 20 minutes. We don't like it, we're out. I mean, um, last year, um, I think at the fielding stage, the lake effect. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed the lake effect. I don't know how many people, did you go see it? I don't know if you yeah, I photographed it. it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something about it that spoke to me. Well, it was that the relationship of that, the, the brother and sister and the, the father. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Just like, so you know. It's a familial, familial feel. Um, the, there's an old saying in theater and in modern film, but the readers, since you mentioned that earlier, we have a policy that we can read the first 10 pages, and if we don't like what we're reading, we can toss it in the trash. It sounds rude to say that, but that's how many screenplays Well, I've always had are. the 10-minute rule That's the same thing film for me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't minutes have in. the hook in the 10 minutes. I'm but not see, saying. I think that's, as an actor, um, <laughs> I think it's different for a film because the actors don't see you leave. <laughs> But when you leave, they see you leave in theater. So like, I'm not leaving during the theater. You left during Mamma Mia, and those actors know, and it hurt. I left during intermission. Yeah, but they in see the Vegas. Em- they see the empty. Se- I have been in a show where you notice the empty seats. Mm-hmm. Not in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You don't oh, know okay, that. People. I'm just that. saying that I think it's like those people. I mean, for actors on film, they've already put it out there. It's already there, writ cut. But for theater people. They, they're right there. They're having this connection with you. And then like you just I like. I could have had something horrible happen. Mm. I could have gotten a call. Well, yes. And something different. happened and that's I had different. to leave. Yeah. But it like I, I, I know you and you were probably sitting there at the beginning of Mama Mia like, what the fuck is this? What is. What is happening? What? It, no, I did not. I sat there like this. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> this little like. I don't care. If I'm not entertained and they're not entertaining me, then that's that's that's. Whose fault? Theirs. The actor's fault? Sure. 
hey, at the end of the day, they still got your money. So <laughs> That's right. They don't <laughs> care. Right. They're in the win column. I mean, I don't think they care that one seat is empty. I would. I just know I, the emotional yeah. roller coaster that actors yeah. go through for a show. And so I stay to the end, even if I'm like, oh, my God, this is really I horrible. Because had, something might happen at the end that you weren't expecting. It's kind of like how I stay for credits and films. Because I, I respect the people who put all their... Yeah, I sit there and watch every single credit go by until the lights come up and it's done because that's my respect for my you film brother you are a better person than I am Anthony <laughs> well also I have friends who are like hey it's my buddy but yeah it's out of respect more like I need to just sit there and respect and you're you. more connected to the cultural stew judgment zone <laughs> <laughs> and you're more connected no I'm just I'm sorry I'm yeah. rude no no just you know I just feel like you I have better things you are what you are I have better things to do with my time <laughs> Than to sit there and and watch that. Kendra, we'll come back and have a talk about this with her. I don't want to do that. I just, I feel like, I think we all feel like that. We're saturated. That's why we have this show, correct? To show, this is what we like, this is what we didn't like. This is what we like, this is what we didn't like. You know, go out and mow your yard or go and see it, correct? Right. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I go mow my yard. And we, I forgot what show we were doing uh, it was a couple of years ago in Blackfriars, and you know we had somebody right in the middle of it. I mean, we weren't even ten minutes into the show, and she just, you know, homophobic slur swore, walked right out the door. And that theater's not, and it's a small that. theater, so there, yeah. like somebody stands up, <laughs> you notice, and so it was just like, you know, wow. as an actor, you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> okay. But you have to continue, and I was but, very polite about it. I don't. I said at least it wasn't that. I mean, you left when the majority of people are on stage aren't going to notice that you're gone. I also put a cardboard cutout of myself. The only people who will notice that you're gone is the person that uses you that seat as your focus. That sucks when it happens. Yeah, so. well, my mom just pointed out, she goes, well, of course you're going to stay for the people who are in it. But I remember after you saw my show in, at KU, we were like, I was really hoping that you were going to be good because I don't know if I could have stayed. What show? <laughs> you were what hoping show you it? were going to be good? That's not what I said. What, what, you what said. show was this? That's what you said. What no, play? that's not what, what I said. What show it was this? Courtney, too. Courtney was like... That's not what I said. What, what did you say? I said, I'm so glad that you were good. Now, welcome what to Cultural Stew. What show was lives. that? What show was this? Because you were like, I don't know what I would have done if you would have sucked. That's what you did tell okay, me. Okay, time out. What show was this? This was, uh, it was a new play. It was, it was called Poudre McGraw is Not Dead. And it was written by a guy from Rochester. And here's the thing. Poudre McGraw? By Patrick Lillis. Here's the thing. I'm a truth teller. <laughs> I mean, I was glad she liked my performance. <laughs> I'll if give she you this. Didn't like I'll give it. you this. You are not a bullshitter. <laughs> and if she, if she, if I, I mean, thank God if I am telling her that she's good or I'm saying, yeah, she's good or that was fantastic, she's going to believe me. I'm not just blowing shit up her ass. I know. That would hurt a lot. Not blowing shit up her ass. That would have not worked out. <laughs> blowing like rainbows or whatever. <laughs> Sprinkles. Something happy. Um, I'm just, I am, and you can tell it on my face. Jason always says that. Yeah. Well, you can't. You can show much on your face, but I my don't wife think doesn't anything- like going to theater with me because I'm a very critical person, and I don't care if you're my friend or anything. That's why I usually don't say anything. I just like. Mm-hmm. There's what? a lot of movies I love that people don't like, and that is okay. Well, I know that. I just feel like I personally would not walk out if I paid for it. I would but not I'm have also- walked out on you. I know. Thank you, but <laughs> I would. I don't. I don't know. Walking out of a show. 
I don't know. It just goes against the grain for me because I know what it's like to be up there. And if you you notice when people leave, I mean, even if it's a huge show, if it's a huge theater, you notice when people leave. <laughs> She's not. I am. I, this is this well, happened like it, 15 years ago, and I am just getting. And those people probably. God, that one woman. <laughs> my show. lord. And she looked so into it. I must have done something. I wrong. gave money. I gave money, and right, if I, I wasn't, but so. if I wasn't entertained, I wasn't entertained. I was not entertained. I think we can move on from this topic. I think we're hitting personal. Um, what do you call that? Gary Springer uh, yeah, levels I'm here. I'm but um, <laughs> I will say, um, I apologize to every actor or actress that I have ever upset because I left. It's not. Just, I mean, it's just a thing. I mean, it's just it's a little prick, little, you know. Little, How yeah. many people? But the thing is, with stage, that's what you—that's what you bought into. That's your job. People don't know if you put down their book. If you're an author, people don't know if you walked out of the movie theater. If you're an actor, you got to be prepared for people not. Well, like we are, your stuff. but we're still emotionally invested. We're in Maybe, the moment, yeah. but we're still using the audience as our soundboard. That's how when. People are laughing. We learn to it's pause. It's like a critic thing, yeah. like when an when an author gets. Valerie, you need to go to. Therapy. I will be the voice of dissent here. I've been on both sides, and I would be more appreciative of the person who actually walked out and actually told me how it actually felt than the people that stand at the end of the show and give a standing ovation to a horrible, it. crappy show. Gracias. So. See, I, I mean, I'd rather you stay for the whole show to see my whole performance and then come up mm-hmm. and go, "That wasn't good at all." But thank you for staying for my entire performance. You were great. You're know, the best I, thing on that show. I'm not show. saying me personally. All right. All right. So, moving on. I mean, I loved everybody on that cast. <laughs> and I loved that whole thing. So anyway. if you've gone to seen a show lately or throughout your Siento. history, <laughs> what has entertained you and kept you going? What has kept you in your butt in the seat instead of walking out doing intermission? Let us know. Please. Oh, and I had a quick question. Yes. If we could run around. And Is anything we, quick? No. Probably not. Go on. Okay. Um, but I had this other thought that was kind of interesting, and I can't give everyone's um, answers that they gave earlier today, but uh, I was thinking about movies that you would think would be interesting as musicals. Mm. And so I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about Splendor in the Grass with um, music of today. I'd love to see Gladiator as a musical. <laughs> we had McClintock and RoboCop as a musical, and The Quiet Man as well. Anyway. Maybe Hans composed. They tried to do Spider Man. That was horrible. I saw the whole show on YouTube. I was like, "What? Whoa, whoa!" Do you have no. one that you would no. like to see as a musical? I don't know. Has well, has Labyrinth been a musical? Oh my god, that'd be so good. Because I think that would be wonderful. That has musical. That has music in it, but as a right, musical, but on really, stage, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Hmm. Good a idea. A lot of puppet okay. work. Yeah. Yeah. Still a, lot, a good idea. Julie, we're calling you for labyrinth. Good idea. Do you have one? I'm not gonna go that way. I just can't. Just Come on. I, I you know, you do this, and you always. I cannot ditch go it. down that you, rabbit hole. I don't want to go. Oh, that please. would take me forever. List one. No. Quit being chicken. Mm-hmm. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Ron. Abstain. Whatever. Ron? I already gave him. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? Gladiator. Oh, Robocop. Gladiator. I'm Robocop sorry. would be interesting okay, with Hans Zimmer's music. Again. I, I can't think Short-term of Short-term memory. Any, uh, it's the drugs. Wendy, do you have one? 
What? You told me. The Quiet Man? The Quiet Man. (laughs) That's ironic. All right. Oh, McClintock. (laughs) McClintock is Wendy's. Okay. McClintock. So what have you got? I really can't think of like any one that movie that would stick out that say, hey, I'd really like to see that transferred to stage. I want the Hamilton thing to keep going, but like I want it to be not we've started with the Revolutionary War. Now let's go to like Civil War and then go to like the Spanish War. And then, <laughs> and just have the like, war of eighteen twelve. <laughs> just teach history through rap. You may do that. I've also wanted a Lady Gaga musical, but that's we're just, sort of getting it. I know. Star is born. But I mean, like, I want like one like Mamma Mia, where like they take, but better, but Pe- taking the music and making it because she has stuff that I've sat there and I'm like, you could totally make a story through her lyrics. Edie Brickell too. She did a star. She did. What was that? I know, but she didn't make music. I mean, she did make, but I'm saying with her music. There's a lot of albums. That would be interesting. Albums, that would be great. But I think you're right. I was listening to her, the new... Joanne. Joanne, the Lady Gaga Uh, I just, I I thought so. Right now, I'm kind of over the point of like pop people turning into musicals. There's like this whole like last two years of... Sarah Bareilles. Gloria Estefan's music, yeah. uh, Diane, was it Diana Ross's yeah. music that just came out? Carol King. Uh, Donna Summer, Carol King. It's just like, it's... All right. We're, so, ta- we're saying Carol King people, is pop? Yeah, it's just, uh, they've been taking everybody's like, hey, let's do a musical about all these people's songs that they've done throughout their career Jersey and Boys. make a music it, out of it. Wait until they do it's plans. just like the last three to five years have just been overload. And then the last year has just been like, who, Gloria Stefan on your feet. And then the one that was just Donna Summer just right. got released. And gotcha. uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, mm. literally you can keep going and... It's just so. Okay. That's ruined musicals lately for me. All right. Well, that wraps up our media topic of the week or whatever. Mm-hmm. We didn't really have a media, it was just the topic. Our next show is 8 27, August 27th, and the topic goes to Valerie. Me. And I'm looking for where it is. The Bechdel. Okay. Test. Yeah. Oh. Um,. Our next show is going to be about the Bechdel test, which is at least the Bechdel test is um, you have to have at least two women in the show or movie and they have those two women have to talk to each other and they have to talk about something other than a man. Okay. Um, Give us an example. Give us an example. Would the Devil Wears Prada work? Um, they don't talk about men. They talk about... They do not a lot, a lot, but I mean, there's certain scenes that would It doesn't have to be the whole movie. It's just the scene. There's the a, scene. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes. There's a yeah. huge scene that has just women. Because according to Wikipedia, over 50% of films... Steel Magnolias. Phil. Yes. August Osage County. Steel Magnolias. Um, there's also... Uh, Steel Magnolias actually surprisingly talks a lot about men. Yeah, yeah. It does. But they talk about... Women, yeah, they at talk points, about, I'm just saying in general that movie and show and her daughter talks a lot about the men in their life. Interesting. So it just has to have one conversation through the whole movie. Is that the rule? 
Yep. I mean, it's I, feel like, have I feel scene, like there are a, some that have movies. A scene, it's three things. A scene between two women, and they talk, and they talk about something other than men. That's the Bechdel <laughs> test. That's Bechdel test. And I, um... Thelma and Louise? Maybe. I'm sure. I have to see it again. I'm pretty sure that they talk about something in one of the scenes that's not about well, men. Well, yeah, but there's <laughs> sure other so. scenes about <laughs> Um, we will, that's, that's why this is an important little tidbit tidbit. Okay. So we, we need to bring up, I want everybody to bring, um, their own movie that passes this. Cause okay. I would like each, each one of so us. Like the whole movie has to be like that. No, so I'm going to probably say the hours probably fits that very Ooh. well. Mm. They don't talk. About Maybe that. we'll find out. Maybe. Let's go. Maybe it. not. It's been a while since I've seen that one. So it's cool. it's going to be difficult. It's just sickening and disgusting. I just want to throw that out there. And um, sorry. And I feel like women have so many more interesting things to talk about. Men talk about, sit around, talk about shit all the time. Quentin Tarantino, they just sit around and talk about bullshit. They don't care just about what's women. all in his head. It's all in his head. And women sit and act stupid in movies half the time and just sit and talk about men. A lot. And it's aggravating. So they can't talk about men at all, even if they're dissing men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can talk about men. It has, they to be can't. A, it has to be a scene where they're not talking about anything related to a man. Okay. Right. So everybody brings mm. one. I can do this. You can do mm. this. I can do it. And everybody brings one, and I think it's going to be really fun and interesting. Of course it will be. More than one would be great. A plethora. Five, two. The new movie, Ocean's 8. Yeah. I, that Please, was like, no. just came into my head. I'm like, there's got to be like tons of scenes in there. I don't remember. I mean, I remember them talking about her brother, but that's about it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. All right. Let's reach into our grab bag, into the kids corner. That's you, girl. Oh, I, I have a book. Um, It is called Square Cat by Elizabeth Schoonmaker. It would be for ages... Four to eight. That's the recommended reading level. It's illustrated by her um, as well. And it is about a square cat in a round world. So it's a, it's a really great story for kids um, to see differences in life and where they don't, um, they don't always have to feel, even if they don't look the same way or have the same things that you can still be friends with whoever and be yourself and it's cool. So it's a, it's a nice, nice story for kids. It's fun. Awesome. I'm going to look that up. There we go. Perfect. And what? Oh, I'm, I'm, I was going to do Anne with an E. However, I am doing this through my niece again. Um, my niece, Mackenzie, Hi, Mackenzie. She's uh, 13. <laughs> and uh, she saw Anne with the E. She is the one that Anne with the E, um, season one, she loved. And then she just said season two. She loved. Great. Awesome. So she recommends Anne with an E season two as well. She would have loved Anne of Green Gables at Finger Lakes. I'm Music sure she would have. I'm sure she would have. I don't even follow. She's a theater that gal as well. Of things and it was amazing. He runs in these people's blood. So she, um, yeah, 
Mackenzie comes up with it again. Uh, score of the week. I haven't really been listening to anything too much over the last couple weeks, but as it popped up earlier, I would say go listen to Swiss Army Man. Um, it's pretty unique score that is done primarily with uh, the vocals of Paul Dano. It's just quirky and interesting. Um, and yeah. I think we also had a throwback. A throwback by uh, the sister. Wendy Hacker. Wendy. <laughs> the sister. Dances with Wolves by John Barry, I think, right? Yes. So. I would also throw in a little out of Africa if you feel like it. Because. And gosh, now we're going to go. Keep going. One more. I mean, I had one too. Oh my gosh. We are going crazy with the scores of the week. I'm sorry. The English patient. That's it. Mm. I love the English patient score. Okay, done. And if you wanted to do something quirky, the big fish yeah. um, score. Oh, I love, score. I probably listen to it every it's, week. Uh, Elfman, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I love the big fish sound score. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, moving on to Radar and Q. Anthony, what's up? So next week-ish, ish, ish, the 19th, Sunday, we have WrestleMania. That's right. That's right. That's right. Back up, back up, back up. Um, WWE is doing SummerSlam. So this is in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. So again, that's next Sunday, the 19th. I won't be there, but I'll be watching it on the WWE Network. They're not paying me to endorse it at all. I just like wrestling. I'm not sure if Trisha will be watching it. but she, I will be watching she'll it. She'll be watching yes. it. Yes. And um, so yeah, so that is next Sunday, the 19th. WrestleMania. No. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. I get it, yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, you've been watching that on the WDE network. You get to pay for it, but you get your first pay-per-view when you sign up for free. Not plugging them, just saying. You keep looking at Valerie <laughs> <laughs> saying all this stuff. It's not expensive. Baby steps. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be looking into watching the Black Klansman. I, that was on my list of things to see this week. I read it and, and I loved it, so I'll what be it? watching it. Spike Lee's Spike new Lee. drama with yeah. Adam Driver and... <sighs> Name, what's his name? Can I have? Topher where Grace? is it at? Yes, Topher's in it, playing I mean, the yeah, master the grand wizard. Main guy. I'm not getting his name. Is, are we out in the yeah. theaters? Where Topher are we Grace at? playing Soon. the freaking grand wizard is, is the like, weird and funny. It is out in. Uh, I'm yeah. It, Soon. No, it's out. Uh, AMC had it playing over the weekend, so I was. I've been reading. Sorry. Um, I'm going to be seeing that. I read it, loved it. Be seeing that soon. And I will be watching on Netflix pretty soon the Mercury 13, which is about the women of the Mercury program who were hidden away. And eventually the government, our government, squashed their ambitions to fly into space. So they were the, you know, original Mercury, Mercury men and astronauts. But there's a secret women NASA corpse that existed. And they had dreams to fly into space too, go on the moon. But Congress didn't want it and... Yeah. Huh. It's a documentary. It's on Netflix. It's right. there. Okay. Rochester Black Klansman is at the Little, correct? I believe it's at the Little Theater. Yeah, it was. I think it was at AMC as well. And uh, I wanted to. Maybe this is in poor taste. Possibly. What? Meeting people that we were disappointed by. Should I not go there? Mm. Spike Lee came to KU. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Came to U of R too. I was impressed. I didn't know what you were really alluding to. He didn't call on a single white person that, that raised their hand. Well, 
Just want to share that. Well, he's still a better person than Roman Polanski. Yes. Yes. And that was a long time ago, and things could have changed. He has had an interview with Oprah, after all. Because yeah. yeah, that I, makes it all better. I'm just Black Klansman look, is just quirky, yeah, looks good. quirky, looks fun, and just like, yeah. I'm just a black man, you know, convincing so, his way and it's into a real the story. and becoming friends with It's not that I don't respect his work. Okay, go on. Ron? I got a lot of stuff to finish up. I got to finish up Castle Rock. How is that going? I haven't gotten any episodes since the last time, last episode. So it's going as well as it was last episode. Okay. Um. But I got to go back through and finish everything. So Lost in Space needs to be finished up. Uh, Bosch needs to be finished up. So that'll be this week. We'll be just wrapping up all the series because everything else is new is starting. Like Disenchanted on Netflix comes this week. That's the Matt Groening uh, new one. Um, what else? Uh, before our next show, Happy Time Murders. Will be coming out. So, Happy Time Murders. Yes. On what? I think I had said Muppet that wrong. Noir. But it's it's um on is it Brian Henson? I think it is Brian, it's Henson. Brian Henson. Um, Jim Henson's on. I need a channel. It's not a channel. It's not a channel. It's, it's in the movie. movies. This movie has oh, been sorry. in development for like 10, 15 years. Eleven it's in theaters. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> and, I registered eleven years ago. But Brian Henson basically made a criminal noir with Muppets. So if you're familiar with Avenue Q at all, think of Avenue Q on steroids Muppet and put noir. Melissa McCarthy in the middle of it. I'm surprised they cast because her. Because of course. Uh, I mean, they with her comedy, she, yeah, she works. So, okay. but yeah, I, I've got to go see it just because it looks mm-hmm. freaking hilarious. Um, and there was something else that was supposed to come out this week. I don't know if I'm going to see Christopher Robin. I just, <gasps> we saw it. Did it you? was so good. <laughs> Okay. Forgot about talking about Christopher Robin. Oopsie. You want me to talk about it? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I, think we, I think you breezed through it last time. You did. You we didn't just... see it last time. She walked out of that one, too. Oh. I didn't know. You didn't mean to, though. You were checking <laughs> oh, on your friend. You did. Okay. But I did not mean to. Um, Christopher Robin is done very well. It's done very nicely. And uh, Pooh is uh, perfection. Adorable. The other voices, you know, they just, tried just just Tigger just was go, on point. just go with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's beautifully done with them bringing it into the book and bringing it out of the book. Um, I thought it was beautiful. It hits done. you in the emotions immediately, right? So. And immediately, like I am sitting there looking at Kendra, going, "Are you got to be kidding me? Now I'm how's going you to start in? bawling." How's you in? He is so he's cute. good. I haven't seen him in anything. He's so lately. cute. No, seriously, he was good. He was good. Have you watched the they interviewed they the like internet questions video they asked him and Haley Atwell questions and one of the people was so uh, Obi when's that happening and he goes whenever I'm ready <laughs> yeah so yeah that'll be a happy day if if he is able to return to that role mm-hmm. so yeah I would say go see it it's good anyway cool. so yeah and I'm probably. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to just go sneak the Meg in at some point in time just oh for the hell uh, really? of it. Really? Let us know. <laughs> Jason, you should invite Jason to go. Invite Jason to go. I like Jason Statham and I like Rain Wilson. And it's like, uh, 
Sometimes I go to movies just because it's the actors I like. Are you going to go in? And there's next? something about like, what the hell is Jason Statham going to beat up a big shark? What is the point of not going if you're not going to go to IMAX? Because I have AMC and can go see it for free. Huh? <sighs> I know, but if you're going to I'm only going to see something in IMAX if I really, really want I mean, really, if it's really going to be a big it. shark, let it be a big shark. That's what I'm saying. Let it be a big. That's it. Okay. I don't see it worth spending $16 on. Okay, fine. Good Spending free money on? Sure. Good point. Anything else? There was something else on there. I don't remember what, but yeah. I'm going to go find a whole bunch of more scores to listen to. I know Junkie XL's got a couple stuff coming out. He's writing... Junkie XL? Junkie XL. Tom Holdenberg, he wrote... uh, He did Mad Max and... Man oh. of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Oh. You'd recognize his music if you heard it. Okay, cool. It's very it Tomb Raider. Lots of drums. <laughs> I think he did. Uh, Mortal Engines, I think, is coming up, which is the... Is that the Peter Jackson movie? I think that's the no Peter idea. Jackson movie coming up later this year. Yeah. So that's where I am. Okay. Just trying to find something to listen to. I am still, hopefully this week, I want to see The Party, which is on Amazon. I wanted to see it in theaters. I talked about it a long time ago. I never got to see it. Uh, and that has Kristen Scott Thomas and Timothy Spall and Patricia Clarkson. I love Patricia Clarkson. Um, written and directed by Sally Potter. Um, anyway, that's on Amazon. And then Leave No Trace, which actually has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's been <gasps> Ben Foster. Yeah. Um directed by Deborah Granick, who wrote who wrote or directed, I'm sorry, Winter's Bone. Directed, I think. Thank you. Director Winter's Bone. And I really want to see that. That's actually uh, that's a Pittsburgh, I believe. And uh I really want to see that one. And then I'm trying to read some plays. Constellations. Yeah, Constellations. Constellations, Blackbird, Human Beings, and then I had one more. I can't remember. Blackbird is being adapted into a film. I forget who's in it, but I heard they're trying to make that. They changed the name of it to something else, but yeah. It was on... um, By the way, it's just the humans, not human beings. It's the humans. Oh, the humans. That's coming to... Thank you. I think they're doing that at... um, Thank you. Jiva this year. Really? Is that a baker... Okay, thank you. Um, and then that I was one of the one. It just won, one best play. Okay. Uh, are you going to watch two years anything? Ago? Are you going to read anything? Um, well, I just started watching Girls on Girls. Amazon. What do you think? I don't know. I keep watching it's it. Hard to but stop. I still can't make a decision about it. I and Lena Dunham reminds me of two people I know that I like a lot. So I kind of think that's what keeps me in because. <laughs> The not the character, her mannerisms. Got it. I so I understand that. I couldn't stop watching it. I it's, wanted to, but I couldn't. It's kind of weird. I yeah, did. Did you watch the whole thing? I know I stopped watching it, but I think it's just because sometimes you're not ready. Right. Yeah, but I haven't been watching much lately. I just been busy with other things, so I can't. I have to watch The Prestige. Apparently, yes, yes. you do. Yeah. But, Breaking Breaking Bad took me three times mm-hmm. to start watching, and then all it's bam it hit. And then I was on my way. It's fun to watch his progression going from being the mm-hmm. normal teacher to being the 
Psychopath. person he becomes. It's just there's a couple of things that I've, I've watched that have been fun like that, like uh, bringing it back to superheroes. Daredevil season, Daredevil season one, that watching was... Kingpin, <sighs> the transition from being a just a normal businessman to being the most treacherous villain in the world. You had you had me at Daredevil. It's Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh-huh. I'm not talking about Ben. Anyway, okay. Humans, yes, March second at Jiva. Thank you. It's the winner of four Tony Awards, including best. I play am so excited. Thank you so much for yes. that. I'm like that is a very familiar. like as soon as you said humans I'm like okay that makes sense she said human beings <laughs> humans and I was like beings. that's not right I'm sorry thank you for the yeah correction okay I'm um, excited to um, see American Horror Story when the new season starts next month what's it about what's the thing the apocalypse apocalypse yes 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 and it's I can't remember what it's about. They the keep showing the baby. They keep showing it's the baby. Super creepy looking. Evil baby. Yeah, I've seen two seasons. That's I didn't see I the think. last season, but I'm. That one's awesome. Is it, I don't know if it's on Netflix yet. Call. I, it's not. No. But, but I watched it. On I, have, I haven't seen Renoke. The last one I saw was Hotel. Okay. So I haven't even seen Renoke, and I haven't seen the last one either. But loved me some Lady Gaga in Hotel. Mm-hmm. She was so good. I have one more piece of news, and just because I love seeing Valerie roll her eyes anytime I talk about something superhero related, the Punisher just wrapped up. Mm. So season two will be coming out soon. <laughs> they're very excited. The rest of my family, I mean, they're all superhero people. It's just fun to watch your reactions. Well, well, my mom and my grandmother, and I think my dad wow, and my sister have done the whole progression. They they did that list. That's what they've been doing. They, they watch. The, they did the list. Oh, list. The, the list. The list. They've been working on it. Including and, that includes Agents of Shields and all. Yes, oh, everything. Wow. What are you? Valerie, oh, and Agents of Shields is not coming back until summer of 2019. They're on the second season of Jessica Jones. Mm. Agents of it. Shield next season will not be coming out after it. Infinity War next year. You believe it? Because I don't do them in order. I put a timeline, by the way, on our cultural stew page, um, also on my personal page, but it's going to list the chronological events of the MCU. So, in case you want to know where it all began and where we are now, you can just little icons and <laughs> what? A look on her face every time. It can help you, Valerie. So you should, you know. What? She, and she likes them separately. Oh, but she, I do. She liked Wasp, Ant Man, and Wasp. She loved the Ant Man. Wait, did you see the first one before you saw that one? Yes. No, she, no, she saw yes, the second one. And she, then you you saw, yeah, she did. saw the Ant. She saw oh, Ant Man, and then we went and saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I like the Hulk. But you didn't see Civil War, so you missed the chunk of what. That's not true. I did too. Did you? I yes, thought you I said did. when we talked about it last time you did. No, I saw Civil War, the second one. This first one? I saw, saw only one War. Civil War. No, there is two Civil Wars. She saw Infinity War. She saw Infinity War. Civil War. There's Civil War and there's... Avengers Infinity War. No. Yes, there's Civil only War. one Civil War. There's Civil War, Infinity War. Captain America, Civil the Avengers. War. What Civil War, does it have, an end, have a second part to it? No. Okay, I watched Civil War. Okay. It's Captain America. Okay, I, see, I saw that. My mom just pointed out Runaways. Runaways, she yes. didn't like. She was well. She was like, it was so so. She didn't understand why it was part of this. The oh, universe. another yeah. So I just I just cleared up Runaways, and then uh, what was the other one? Just ended this week was um, Cloak and Dagger. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Just finished up this week. Are you a superhero person? Would you say oh, she hasn't gotten there yet to Cloak no, and Dagger? I haven't been up yeah. on it currently, no. I used to really like X-Men, and I just haven't been. Okay, right here, girl. I'm, yeah. So what's interesting about Cloak and Dagger is it's in the MCU universe, mm-hmm. whereas like Daredevil and Punisher and all them aren't. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cloak and Dagger? Cloak and Dagger, yes. Like Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and Dagger? Like the guy, like Elliot? No. Okay. Cloak and Dagger is a a Marvel comic. Okay, people. Cloak and Dagger is also a movie in the 80s that stars the kid who plays Elliot in... um, E.T.? E.T. And, yeah. I don't know. You ever see Daryl? You haven't seen it? Look it up, man. Pretty good. You ever see Daryl? Yeah. You like it? It's fine. Do you see Enemy Mine? Sounds familiar. Maybe. Starman? You. <laughs> Sorry, we're going. All right, Chomp. I think we've had a long enough show. Uh, wrapping up here, Kendra, where can we find you? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, my house, Twitter, and her house. Don't go there. We're just gonna guess where to find you on Instagram. Yeah, where are you on Instagram? Does she want people are to you know? Private? Are, you, are you private? I'm a private. Okay, thing, so Kendra but... cannot be found anywhere. Nope, except for on this podcast. Yep. Valerie. I'm not telling anybody where I live. Okay. I never asked for addresses. I know, I'm just joking because never mind. I'm I just at want at signs and hashtags. B B Vidmar on Twitter and I believe Penny Lane sixty four. Penny Lane sixty four on, on Instagram, which if I ever start posting again You should. I'll be interesting again. You are and on Facebook it's just not gonna happen. You should post when you're on drugs. It's funny. I'll, cut, I'll post tonight. <laughs> just just start taking pictures of what you're watching. Okay. And post. Okay. Just to get you in the habit of doing something. Okay. Got it. There you go. And you, you always spell yours out, so. You're skipping. I'm so sorry. That's okay, because I really don't have much to contribute. I'm very inactive on social media. She is. I have a Facebook account, but I don't. Look at it. So, Facebook. That's me. As always, I'm on Facebook all over the place. S-M-T-O-R-C-H-I-O. What is that? Say it again. S as in Sam. As in Martin. T as in Terry. O as in Oreo. R as in Roger. C as in Cheerio. H as in... Horse. Horse. (laughs) I as in Indigo. O as in Oreo. There you go. That's my Twitter handle, too. Got it. That entire thing. Scott and Tokyo. you can find me pretty much everywhere as either GF Media or at GF Media CEO. You can find us at culturalstew.net, at culturalstew.net on Twitter, or culturalstew on Facebook. So if you've liked what you've heard. Or you didn't. Or you didn't. Tell us. Just walk Give out. Give us a review. <laughs> Just, Just walk, walk out. out. Just get up and walk out. <laughs> also, really easy to hit that pause button and stop listening. No. If you have music, share it hey, with us, please. I'll put it this way. If oh, you're yeah. still around after last week's and you're still digging into this one after this, go start. Yeah, that's why I have timestamps, people. Just go to your little timestamp that you want to listen to. But uh, give us a review on iTunes. Talk to us on Facebook. Send us a message. Something. Let us know you're out there, what you want to talk about. 
stuff about today. Like, you know, what was your favorite theater show? Have you seen theater? Have you ever gone to a show? And have you seen a movie that passes the test? Well, that'll be for next week. I know. What I'm saying is that'd be awesome if they could do that. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Catch you later. Ciao. Ciao. I went out and tried to cut a pine tree down. Fell through the ground like Alice. The intro and break music is Please Listen Carefully by Jazeer. Available through the Creative Commons license from Free Music Archive. The outgoing music is provided by Epidemic Sound. Please see our show notes for details on what the outgoing song is and who it is by. And also, as always, if you have a piece of music that you'd like us to play or consider playing, please contact us today. So you can learn to be kind. Taking a heart to all his forces, so you can learn to be kind. Oh, what a start! Inside out and upside down No stress, I'ma clean up this mess La, like Alice First hand me scissors Then ring out the heavy artillery Oh, justice is my middle name I'm Alice you've heard want to continue to hear more please consider patreon what is patreon you ask patreon is a content creator support site a way for people to support the things they love and allow creators to continue creating the content that they love please consider heading over to patreon.com slash gf media and becoming a patreon supporter today